Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. You know when you were giving me shit for the Halloween choices and the lack of a Halloween theme for some of them? <laughs> yes. Would you like to explain what film we're doing this week? <laughs> it's the festive favourite of many a child. <laughs> and uh, it's Chuck Norris in Invasion USA. international terrorists. America has not been invaded by a foreign enemy in nearly 200 years. Their target, America. Their objective, control. 18 hours from now, America will be a different place. Now, only one thing stands in their way. It's time to die. work, huh? Now it will. They wanted a war. See you in hell. He gave them one. Send me a postcard. Chuck Norris. Invasion USA. This has an IMDb rating of 5.4 out of 10. Not bad at all. Rotten Tomatoes rating of 18%. Okay. <laughs> Not as good, perhaps. <laughs> Roger Ebert, renowned critic for the Chicago Sun-Times in America, gave the film half a star out of four and called it a brain-damaged, idiotic thriller not even bad enough to be laughable. Yeah, I love it. It's <laughs> 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 bloody brilliant. <laughs> Got a plot for you, Ken? Okay. A one-man army comes to the rescue of the United States... When a spy attempts an invasion. A spy? Is he? I think so. Whatever. <laughs> this is our first rendezvous again with Chuck Norris since Lone Wolf McQuaid. Lone wasn't Wolf it? McQuaid, yeah. We've we've done more films starring Hulk Hogan than we've done <laughs> starring Chuck Norris. Which is a shambolic. <laughs> yeah. And a Christmas one. To boot. Not that Christmassy, but Anyway, some taglines for you. Two of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one thought it could ever happen here. Oh, is that it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. America wasn't ready, but he was. Yeah, it'd have been better if they used his name. But Chuck Norris was. Mm. That'd have been better. Should we crack into this thing then, or what? Yeah, man, yeah. Should we get festive around here? Why not, eh? <laughs> And nothing says festive like a boat full of Cuban refugees. 
<laughs> Floating on the ocean wave. <laughs> yeah, they're all trying to get into America, and they're met by what we think at the time is the, I'm assuming, the Coast Guard or the police. I don't know. I mean, we, we get we like, like a little kid with his granddad, don't we? Yeah. Discussing the uh, the hopes and dreams of uh, settling in America, land of the free. Or Home the, of the brave. Yeah, or the other way around, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or both, it could be both. Uh, yeah, and uh, high hopes, expectations, living the dream. But wait, it is, it's the Coast Guard. No, what if they turn us away? That's the fear. But don't don't, don't worry about it. Because it's friendly. And what I've written is, um, um, well, they do say Americanos, which uh, obviously I think is Cuban for um, Americans. Yeah. I've been studying for this this mm. episode. I've been doing a bit of homework. Not bad. And, um, oh, shit, it's Richard Lynch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I've written many times in this, whenever he suddenly appears from somewhere. <laughs> the gorgeous Richard Lynch. <laughs> Richard Lynch, yes. Yes, quite a striking figure. Um, <laughs> in his Captain Bird's eye. Yeah, he's he's certainly gone all out, though, hasn't he? In terms of disguise. Throughout the film. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, as, as anyone who knows who Richard Lynch is, uh, he's not a kindly Coast Guard at all. Even though he does shout, Welcome to America! After they all nervously look at him. Um, and they all cheer. They are whooping and a hollering. It's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay, little Bobby, whatever his name was. He goes. He offers his hand, doesn't he, Richard Lynch, Captain Richard Lynch? He offers his hand down to the elderly grandfather to help him aboard, and he takes his hand. And as he takes his hand, he he pulls a gun, and Richard Lynch shoots this grandfather in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, he's a trickster. He is a trickster. Everybody opens fire and kills absolutely everybody on the boat. <laughs> There's also one guy who just can't stop firing, even when he's told to stop firing three times. He's just like, ah! Yeah. Even people who are behind other people with guns are firing. Yeah. Potentially into the back of those people in front of them <laughs> who are also firing. Anyway... The whole refugee ship uh, are dead, which was nice. It's a nice opening. It's very festive. Well, as you said before, you've got to have an establishing shot of how evil the bad guy is. Mm -hmm. And this pretty much sets that out nicely. Although... And it only gets worse (laughs) (laughs) for him. Yeah. So um, I'd say what it's all about. All this is all about, because they shift off the corpses, obviously when this one mad bastard finally stops firing into corpses. Is, is it about Christmas? <laughs> no, it's not. No, he doesn't open it up and there's lots of presents beneath the deck. Figgy pudding? <laughs> I think there is some figgy pudding <laughs> later on. <laughs> but right now, it's all about stupid cocaine. It is. He's got loads of stupid cocaine under the ship. And I tell you what, Ken, isn't it always? Well... It is a lot, a lot of times, yes. But um, fortunately, firing blindly into the corpses of some Cubans hasn't disturbed any of the stupid cocaine. It's all neatly packaged and no damage. So that's good. And um, in comes the title with a metallic clink. Invasion USA. And not only that, but during the credits, we get an absolutely beautiful shot or shots of Chuck Norris on a hovercraft. Don't we fucking, don't we just? It's a little airboat, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, through 
the Everglades. The Everglades, yeah. yeah. And my God, he looks superb, doesn't he? <laughs> Double denim with the shirt open. Totally Absolutely open. brilliant. Sleeveless denim shirt it is, totally open, exposing his chest, greased up. Yep. Beard, he's got the beard in this. He has got the beard. And I tell you what, he has got the most superb mullet flapping in the breeze. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. There's no movement to it except the bottom. Yeah, it's, it is literally flapping. <laughs> yeah, that's the only word you can describe that. It's a flapping mullet. Like a piece of shitty ham out of the side of a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you know when you wave your sandwich around at your friends. <laughs> Couldn't just be us that used to do that. When you, you wave your meaty flaps at your friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, we cut to the real Coast Guard and they, they found the boat full of the murdered Cubans off the uh, the coast of Florida, I believe. It's the FBI, the Miami Police Department. They're there. We see a female reporter. Yeah, she's annoying throughout, isn't she's she? She's fucking annoying. Yeah, she is really annoying. She gives us the old bolshy female reporter shtick yeah. that seemed popular back in those days where they, she demands because she's the press that she can invade crime scenes and just wander about, poke about in corpses and look for stupid cocaine or some shit. We also see the bodies in the boat and everyone's getting little tighty whiteies. Yeah, they've got matching <laughs> underwear, haven't they? <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah. If you are going to uh, escape as a refugee to America, it is vital that you do match your underwear. It's good for identifying the corpses. Should you meet uh, Richard Lynch on your way, <laughs> he will in- undoubtedly murder you. We cut back to Chuck and he's wrestling a fucking gator. He is, yeah. He's not even spoken yet. He's done he? two manly things, <laughs> one after the other, and he's not said a damn thing yet. No, he doesn't have to. He doesn't say a lot in the whole film, to be honest. Not really, no. no. <laughs> he's wrestling a gator, and he's got a little mate with a superb name. Yeah. You know what his name is? <laughs> it's John Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I'd like, I'd like that sound effect if you've got it. Yeah. Every time we say John Eagle, just get a just soaring to, just eagle. To play the sound of the maybe Seagal looking up into the mountains mm-hmm. while the eagle soars. <laughs> But yeah, that's it. We, that's... Yeah, yeah, when we cut off that as well, yeah, we yeah. just see him doing that. Um, John Eagle gives him some shit. He does, yeah, for saying he hasn't tied his bloody snout up properly. Because he does snap at him. Although I don't think it snaps at him, it just moves his head, Raises which is what head. it would do anyway, surely. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, anyway, enough of that scene. And we cut back. <laughs> oh shit, it's Richard Lynch. <laughs> yeah. And even worse, he's soon joined by another always villain in yes, every film ever. Yeah. He's, he's off into a seedy apartment block, isn't he, Richard? Yeah. And uh, This time never, he's not dressed guess, as a captain. No, he's not. No, he's just he's dressed as just a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> Top hat and tails. <laughs> <laughs> a cane. Hello. <laughs> Have you ever had an appointment? <laughs> Spats on. <laughs> Have an appointment in room 231. <laughs> Putting on the Ritz playing. Yeah, he skips up the stairs. Over some drug addicts and so on. A very small black guy and the... Uh, very oddly shaped man. Yeah, very yeah, tiny. You see him later on, very odd. Yeah. You never guess who he's going to go and meet. Can't believe it. It's Bad guy's reunion. It's Billy fucking Drago. Who <laughs> <laughs> would rejoin Chuck later on in many, many adventures. Yeah. Yeah, Billy Drago meeting Richard Lynch. It's the villain scene of dreams. And then Brian May's there as well. In a dress. <laughs> I think that's who it is. Yeah, playing a prostitute. Too much of drugs will kill you. <laughs> Every bloody time in this one. Yeah. 
Uh, we should point out Richard Lynch. He's a Soviet operative, Mikhail Rostov. Yes, that's his name. Of course he is. And Billy Drago is simply a drug dealer. Yeah, call cool. Billy Drago. Yeah, might, might as well, well just call him Billy Drago. Gives him some uh, stupid cocaine to swap for weaponry, I believe. Yes, I don't know where he's got the guns from, but he's he's got guns and Rostov wants them. Ask Brian May to, to test out the merchandise. She's got a switchblade, because, you know, prostitutes do. Yeah. Just in case. She gets out a little metallic straw. Yes, yes. Um, do you know uh, Billy Drago, he's got three telephones. On his desk <laughs> in this yeah. little apartment block. Yeah, <laughs> what does he do when he's not meeting Richard Fucking Lynch? What does Billy Fucking Drago do? Sat at his little desk with three phones. <laughs> <laughs> what were they doing before they got there? I think he just rings the other phone <laughs> and then gets the Brian May prostitute to answer it. Yeah, just role play. It's in case he's on holiday, I suppose. Someone's got to answer the phone, aren't they? That's true. Got cover, aren't they? Bit of cross training there for Brian. He gets up, shakes Richard Lynch's hand and says... He seems to, yeah, he backs away, doesn't he, Richard Lynch? Mm. He backs away from Billy Drago. Yeah, and he says, pleasure doing business with you. All all villainous. Yeah. And Richard Lynch says, the pleasure's all mine, and, and villains him back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a villain off. And then something that actually made me wince is that the girl's there with their little metal straw still snorting the coke off the desk, and... Uh, Richard Lynch smashes her head into the fucking straw. I was like, right onto the pipe. Yeah. And she starts screaming. He then, Richard Richard Lynch then shoots the guards through the door or shoots near them and they die Mm -hmm. out of fear or something. I don't know. He can't possibly have shot them both like that. But uh, then, and then. (laughs) You know, some villains have like a calling card. (laughs) This is his because he does this more than once in the film. And then. He shoots Billy Drago in the dick. <laughs> he pulls his pants away from his... Yeah. Not, not down, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Slaps his buttocks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No, yeah, he just he just pushes the gun down the front of his pants and shoots his dick off. Yeah. More than once, a couple of times, shoots him in the dick twice. And then, in case we were thinking, Phew, that was action-packed, he throws the, the prostitute through the window. <laughs> I love that. That's my first laugh out loud yeah, moment. It really makes me laugh every single time. That is brilliant. She's just there still screaming, yeah. and then he just grabs her <laughs> and throws her through the fucking window. Headlong through the window onto a car or wherever whatever she falls on outside the window. Yeah, brilliant. There's, Absolutely there's a, loved it. There's a few of these like smashing through the window scenes in this film that yeah, made me laugh. I love it. I always love a smash through the window, but that was just superb. Totally unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Richard Lynch, he's a bad guy. If you forgot from the first scene, he's, <laughs> this, he's, he's a bad guy, you know. And then the tiny black guy on the desk runs in, grabs the drugs and fucks off. Yeah, Richard Lynch is stupid cocaine. He doesn't he, kill him. He doesn't even take the cocaine. No. So Richard Lynch has killed a boat full of like uh, refugees, stolen loads of cocaine, and then just give it away. Stupid cocaine. Why don't you just go and buy the guns? Why does he shoot Drago in the dick? Well, why not? There's only one way to kill Billy Drago. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. And that's how you do it. That's true. Well, obviously, unless you chuck Norris, you kill him different ways in other films. Yeah. Or illness, which actually killed him, I believe. Oh, you did, yeah. Uh, Cut to John Eagle. (laughs) He's selling the gator to some fuck. um, And he offers Hunter to come over um, and have some frogs with him tonight for dinner. Yeah. It's it's hilarious banter from John Eagle. And one of uh, Chuck Norris's first lines in this is, God, I'm sick of frogs. <laughs> it might be his first line. Yeah, I don't know. 
This is former CIA agent Matt Hunter. Good name. Not bad. We get some pencil pusher. He turns up at the house. He's, he's a on fucking a... idiot, isn't he, this guy? He's yeah. in a suit, in a little rowboat, rowing it the wrong way. He's rowing forwards. Mm. That's not how you row a boat. You row it backwards, don't you? Then you've got the force with you. That's how you do it. He's rowing forwards. <laughs> like Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's come to convince him to come back for one last job. Tick that off your action movie bingo card. Yep, already done it. Apparently Rostov's back in the country and he's Hunter's former number one adversary. He, he goes to knock, doesn't he, when he arrives at this little shack that Hunter lives in. He goes to knock and then decides he won't do. He just walks in. You think, why is he, why is he not knocked? Mm. Oh, yeah, because it's pitch why, black, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, why wouldn't he knock? Anyway, he doesn't. And uh, we get uh, an armadillo. There's a little armadillo a little in this A little pet armadillo. Film. Yeah. And then we get a jump scare as he's there in the dark shack looking around. And uh, it's Chuck Norris out of the darkness. Dark shack, baby. <laughs> From Batman. <laughs> Batman, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. He just uh, gets him in the old uh, sleeper hole, doesn't he? Yeah. Taps him out, wins the fucking Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, as he's often done before. <laughs> yeah, and he says, the company needs you. I need you. <laughs> let's let's give it one more shot, Hunter. He says, you had your chance, Suit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not sure what his name is. That is his name. Yeah. Agent Suit. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Rostov's back. And all he says is, you should have let me kill him when I had the chance. Now he's your problem. Yeah. And then he leaves. His own house. <laughs> Which is weird, because that's where he lives, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, isn't it, where you win the argument, and then yeah. you leave, and then you oh. think... Shit, all my stuff's in there. Yeah, I'll wait for him to leave. Yeah, now. now he's yeah because when he leaves, he'd still be stood there, wouldn't he? He'd have yeah. to walk past him. Yeah, he'd be like, "See you then." Glances in the yeah. window and yeah, he's bye. <laughs> Glances in the window and he's dancing with his armadillo. <laughs> Nobody dances with Chuck Norris's armadillo. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. I mean, I just wondered how awkward it would have been when he left. Yeah, and he's and just, he's just sent- stood outside, just waiting. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Bye then. He's like, okay. You should have said goodbye when I had the chance. <laughs> Leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Goes back in. <laughs> Is this the same shack that he lived in in Lone Wolf McQuaid? Looks like the same one. Uh, it's not, no. This is more ramshackle. It is if a you, little if, bit if more. If you could uh, believe that. Yeah. From Take... what from Deputy Dick used to say. Yeah, Barbara Carrera hasn't come around and clean this one yet. Not yet. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, then we just cut to a, a like a long troop of cars, and it's the ambassador gone for a Ferrero Rocher party. Yeah, I like this place. It's guarded by what looks to be scout leaders with machine guns. <laughs> yes, yeah, very high socks. Yeah, yeah, it's always good. And he goes to Bazooka the fucking place. It's oh shit! It's Richard Lynch <laughs> in the bushes with a bazooka of all things. Which was always your guess when we played Cluedo, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> Richard Lynch in the bushes with a bazooka. Like, no, yeah. Ken. It's like that. It is. <laughs> Check again. Every turn I had, it was that. Well, we, should, we should make a bad movie called Board Game, which is just Cluedo, but with villains from action movies. It'd be Richard Lynch every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a waste of time doing that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's in the bushes. He's got a bazooka. He's very hands-on, isn't he, in terms of terrorism. Yeah. Rost- Rostov's very hands-on. He's aiming the bazooka uh, straight through the window, 
and he's aiming it for a very long time without shooting it. Mm-hmm. And suddenly a gun appears at the side of his head, and it's Chuck Norris. Looking superb. It's Chuck Norris all in black. Black turtleneck, so yeah. you know he means business. He does look good as well, doesn't he? And instead of shooting him, which would uh, you know have ended that nicely, he just kicks him in the face. Which he doesn't die from that. Yeah. As you know, as, as though rumor would have it, he probably did later on in life from that one kick. But um, no, he, he doesn't. He just kicks him in the head, and that's it. He's out. And then Lynch, he, he wakes up. It's a nightmare. The Chuck Norris nightmare. Yeah. We've all had it. Well, Kenby Wild and um, his set right hand man Nico, they rush into the room. Yeah, that's the guy that couldn't stop shooting. That's me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and they ask him, the dream? And Rostov says, the nightmare. The Norris nightmare. <laughs> yeah, do you know, that means that at some stage, this world-famous and feared terrorist has uh, sat down to discuss his dreams with his men. <laughs> Hasn't he? For them to know what he's talking about. Yeah. They know before he's even said anything. So they know about this dream. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Richard Lynch just sitting there and saying, I'll tell you what, I had a really horrible dream. I dreamt I was at a scout leader's rally and... Uh... <laughs> Chuck Norris in a turtleneck <laughs> kicked me in the face. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, shit, not yeah. again. We've all had that dream. Yeah, so they, he has. He sat down and discussed that with his men, and they still think very highly of him because he's a highly dangerous man. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose you wouldn't laugh at him. He's got a bit of a per- uh, mullet going on, hasn't he? A bit permed. Lynch? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little you know, bit of... Richard Lynch set fire to himself once. That's, That's why, why he's all scarred up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He was on drugs. Oh, like Richard Pryor. No, he's everyone called Richard and set fire to themselves. <laughs> Richard Pryor set fire to himself on drugs. Well, maybe it is then. Maybe that is a case for all Richards. Careful out there, Richards. He's got a. T- he's got a s- almost sort of Princess Diana esque his haircut in this. <laughs> <laughs> he has, hasn't he? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, that's that's nice. <laughs> it's a nice little nod to the. Uh... Did Chuck Norris ever kick Princess Diana in the face? I believe Is that so. confirmed? Yeah, I, I did. I think I read something about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rostov, he demands that Hunter be killed before they can begin their operation, because why? Um, just, just because, because he had a bad dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's confused. That's... He's just woken up. And Nico says, he's only one man, alone, what can he do? And yeah, Rostov... He says he's not a threat. Yeah. You only know his reputation. I know his turtleneck. <laughs> and he says, as long as he's breathing... He's a threat. Mm. And that's true for Chuck Norris. I like Nico's like the uh, the voice of reason throughout, isn't he? Yeah. Not sure who he represents. Not sure who he's doing any of this for. Because no. it's discussed a lot, isn't it? Saying, no, we must stay on uh, on like plan and everything. Uh, but we don't know whose plan it is. I guess we just never need to. <laughs> no. <laughs> just whatever, isn't it? I guess so. Because it's, it's the fucking worst plan I've ever seen in my life when put to film. <laughs> But more on that later. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, so we've got to kill him before we actually carry on with whatever our plan is. Yeah. And he's like that, fuck's sake. All yeah. right, whatever. Well, fun fact for you, Ken, this, this film was written like Chuck Norris had a hand in the script. And he's obviously thought whilst he's been writing it, right, I need to do another manly scene now because it's been 
10 minutes since the last one. So, so far, so far, what he's done is he's driven an airboat through the Everglades with his shirt off, well, shirt open and his mullet flapping. Then he's wrestled an alligator. Dom's open a beer, which is pretty damn manly as well. Uh, he's wrestled an alligator with John Eagle with my dick. <laughs> he said he doesn't like frogs. What? Open the beer with my dick. Oh, <laughs> he glossed over that. <laughs> Nobody glosses over your dick. <laughs> I think he wrestled an alligator with Dom's dick. Getting that on a t-shirt for you fans if you want it. <laughs> Oh, forget it. Anyway, yeah, carry on. Yeah, and now... Yeah, and now he's firing up a bloody chainsaw. It's Chuck Norris on a chainsaw. Double denim again. Yep, there he is. And as he's doing that, you get a load of bastards led by Rostov on hovercrafts again. Four of them this time. Four airboats steaming through the bloody Everglades. How many times has this happened to you, Ken? You've been chainsawing outside your house in your denims and (laughs) Richard Lynch... Richard, oh up. shit, it's Richard Lynch. Yeah, on yeah. an airboat. Uh, more times than I can remember. Even one thing I always used to get distracted by was my little pet armadillo falling off a uh, a step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I used to laugh. Chuck Norris laughs at an armadillo hurting itself. Mm. It's all right, obviously, the armadillo's fucking armour on it, but he does. It's a little, little, little smile from Chuck, which is nice. It's a nice touch. He's human, after all. Luckily for Chuck Norris, John Eagle turns up. Yeah, the, the, the point of his chainsaw, I think, is so he can't hear the um, the airboats. Yeah, because they're loud. It's got to be, because he doesn't, really, he doesn't need to cut more wood. He's got fucking loads of it. It's mm-hmm. literally all he's got there. Mm-hmm. Just wood everywhere. And uh, yeah, so I think that's the only reason he's, he's got the chainsaw. I did expect more from him when armed with a chainsaw, Chuck Norris. Mm. Um, fortunately, he just uses it simply to cut wood. Do we ever get told why he's he's turned his back on the CIA to be a, a hermit in a swamp? Um, I don't think we need to. Eating frogs and... <laughs> Eating frogs with a pet armadillo. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's gone from turtlenecks and machine guns to eating frogs with John Eagle. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe John Eagle's just like, tell you what, Matt, I've got a fantastic business out in the Everglades, eating frogs and shit. Frogs in a jar. <laughs> Yeah, dot com. <laughs> Once we get their website up, it'd be brilliant. How did them two become mates? Um, alligators. They maybe introduced them. Yeah, maybe uh, wrestled one, and John Eagle liked the cut of his jib. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and said, "There's a guy I'd like to help me wrestle other alligators." Because John Eagle's the kind of man you'd expect Seagal to be knocking around with, to be honest, more yeah. than Chuck. Yeah, he's like his, his spiritual mentor. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, or his son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, little little Jimmy Eagle. Little Jimmy Eagle. Is that what Seagal's <laughs> Jimmy Jack Eagle, wouldn't it? Yeah. He loves Jack, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, probably. No, no, so I don't know why he's turned his back on it. Probably due to maybe some double crossing. Yeah. Maybe they didn't support him. Red tape. Yeah, yeah, maybe they, they suspended him for... Kicking Richard. Richard, Richard Lynch in the face <laughs> after he burnt himself in the drugs incident. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was the Princess Diana incident. Well, we don't talk about that. Well, you brought the fucking thing up. Luckily, John Eagle, he turns up, as we say, and he takes out a couple of them himself. Yeah, yeah, he shoots. He shoot, he's got a shotgun, hasn't he? Yeah. And he shoots a gun out of a man's hand with a shotgun, which is very, very targeted, isn't it? It's yeah. an incredibly targeted shotgun from that distance. <laughs> yeah, it must have been right next to him. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he's shot dead. 
<laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. four fucking boats full of these people, <laughs> and they've all got guns. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a shame. He does call out for Hunter, who immediately <laughs> jumps through the window of his own house. <laughs> like, yeah. It's closed. Yeah, he just Smashed. dives, just dives straight, smashing through a window Head out, first. just outside. Well, when anyone ever... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember when your friends used to call around your house? <laughs> As a kid who used to just smash out of the back window. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly, when you hear anyone call out your name. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter just headfirst smashes out that again made me laugh out loud. To be honest though, it is a good job he did because Richard Lynch blows his house to pieces with a bazooka. Through. Yeah, with a bazooka. Richard Lynch in the Everglades with a bazooka. Yeah. There he is. You know, in like, you know, we've done Cobra where he had like a what did he use? He had like a knife, didn't he? Like a special knife. Yeah. Undefeatable, he had a special knife as yeah, well. Same fucking knife. Well, this this guy's uh, like weapon of choice is a bazooka. Yeah, it, it's good because uh, they're easily carryable. They're, um, <laughs> He's supposed it, to be a spy, this guy. It, this one's like multi-fucking-loaded as well. He <laughs> shoots five bloody rockets out of this without <laughs> reloading it. It's incredible. He doesn't reload this thing at all throughout <laughs> the film. <laughs> yeah, he, he actually does. He fires five grenades. Uh, just shoots his like, house. To, even though when the house is exploding, he explodes it more before it finishes exploding the first time. Yeah. Yeah, so five rockets he fires out of that. Mm. Incredible. Everyone else is just shooting wildly into nowhere because, you know, pretty sure that bazooka's done the job, hasn't it? It's like the Kenby Wild customer. He's just sh- shooting yeah. up into the air. Yeah, and, and again... He says, cease fire, and he's still shooting again. He just can't stop shooting this guy. Mm. He's quite a a liability, to be honest, (laughs) as we'll see later on. Well, luckily, his pet armadillo escapes anyway. Uh, Well, we don't see it again, though. We see it, but is it crawling away? Yeah, he just fucks off, though. Oh, yeah. Leaves it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then Richard Lynch just says, it's finished. And they all just leave. They don't go and check after all of this. How do they find him, anyway? How do they know where he is? They just turn up at his house. There's a lot of people just turning up. Chuck Norris does it incredibly well, where he's just there. Towards the end, when this is like a uh, America-wide uh, terrorist attack, he's at every location. He is, yeah. It's Chuck Norris. So you need. You know when they first arrive on the hovercrafts, and then they then it cuts to him chainsawing, and mm-hmm. it cuts to back to him again. It's the same shot. Yeah. They use the same shot this time for him to like to go away from the house. So they're reversing. <laughs> it's three of the same shot all the time, and Richard Lynch isn't on any of the boats. No, that's and, uh, it's because he's a spy. That's true. You can't was, see him. He was dressed as a boat. <laughs> he was one of the boats. Yeah, he's in <laughs> costume they were again. There you go. Three men riding on his back. Uh, Hunter he grabs John Eagle's body. <laughs> yeah, brings it into the burning remains of the shack. What I would have liked is perhaps uh, some emotion from Chuck Norris at this point, <laughs> <laughs> you know, where, where he maybe even falls to his knees and shouts, No! Anything. But instead he just picks up the body of his only friend, carries him into a burning building, burns him some more. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and then just leaves. Covers him with a blanket. And yep. does what any good friend would do and sets him yeah, alight. Just sets fire to him. Without checking if there's still a pulse. He doesn't do any of that. <laughs> he might just be unconscious. But yeah. no, sets him ablaze. He just sets fire to his only friend. <laughs> and then off he goes. <laughs> and then leaves while some sad hero music's playing. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! 
And we cut to Rostov and Nico, and they're out for a celebratory hot dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh shit, it's Richard Lynch having a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, he's just sat there, isn't he? There's some Christmas music, by the way. There we go, everybody. Christmas movie, Christmas movie. They're sat having a hot dog. There's a little bit of Christmas music in the background. Which is nice. Everyone's in, like... Um... It's summer gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like Hawaiian shirts and everything. That's yeah. America. Yeah. Well, he Rostov does tell us that America hasn't been invaded by a foreign enemy in nearly 200 years. Yeah. There's a little bit of, uh, little bit of anti-America talk, isn't there, just to set the scene. He tells Nico to look around at the, the holiday makers that are at this beach bar with them, calls them spineless and that they are their own worst enemy and they don't even know it. He says, tonight we make history. Tonight we make love, <laughs> says Nico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just runs his hand through Princess Diana's hair. Mm-hmm. And because uh, Nico doesn't have hair, Richard Lynch tries to do the same, which is like... Just, yeah, it's like Velcro's his own hand to him. Across <laughs> <laughs> his scalp. <laughs> anyway, later that night, we see a couple canoodling at the beach. Yeah, some crazy kids fooling around. The guy is wearing the most unflattering swimwear I've seen since Hard Ticket to Hawaii with Rowdy. Rowdy Abilene. This He's wearing a little thong, isn't he, this man? Yes, it's unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we see some shiny shoes. He's lucky. Up. He's lucky Richard Lynch doesn't turn up and shoot that dick clean off. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no protection there. We do see some shiny shoes turn up, and it's Nico. Yeah, he's, um, he's unsuitable footwear for the beach from Nico there. <laughs> yeah. He's got Cuban it? heels. He's got a whole suit on. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then we see him, and it's, uh, it is Nico. He, um, you know, Nico, he, he's, he's not one to mess about or give any sort of like extra dialogue, so he just shoots both of them in the face. And uh, then he just sits, he just watches the little TV they've got. They've got a little little portable TV on the beach, and he just watches it, and he starts to like chuckle. And I thought maybe he's not really that keen on destroying the American way. Maybe in some way, he he likes it because I think that's what that says. You see, mm. in some way, he's he just wishes that he could be part of that. He wants a slice of that pie. Still, he's a terrorist, so, you know, he didn't have time for that. Kills two kids on the beach and fucks off. Yeah, I mean, ridiculously, we see hundreds of uh, additional terrorists invade the beaches of southern Florida, like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> I've written Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, landing craft turn up. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of men all just come running across the beach. Yeah, because no one would ever spot that, would they? <laughs> People falling over each other. It's that, it's that badly done. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's like Saving Private Ryan, except no one's shooting anybody. No. Yeah, they're just running across a beach. And it's like, it's, yeah, it's like because they're all extras. Some people like it, smiling, having a great time. Yeah, they are. They're film. loving it. And they've like, got people with turbans on. You've got. It's like it's just there's there's no allegiance in any of this. It's just it's a free for all, a total ragtag bunch. And if you if you if you can spot the there's a man with a six foot turban, if you can spot him, send a picture to us. You'll receive a special prize. And then they they all get in like there's a huge fleet of lorries and vans that are all also parked there. Yeah, yeah. So who brought them there? Because they've just got off of boats. Terrorists can. <laughs> Don't you see? Just dropped them off, left the keys. Yeah. Don't you see how this works? We've got to return them. Return them by uh, noon the next day. Yes. Otherwise they don't get their deposit back. Well, yeah. 
And where they all come from? Where are these ships la- like landing from? Te- terrorists, Ken. <laughs> Sleeper cells. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yeah. Don't yeah. you see? Oh, right, yeah. Buzzwords. Yes. Excellent. Yes, yes. Now I understand. Yes. Activate. You've seen these terrorists in 60-year-old boats floating on the ocean. <laughs> Just waiting for Just to be activated. Just waiting for the tide. <laughs> Yeah, I have, yeah. I mean, last time I went to the beach. <laughs> well, Rostov's, he's on the beach. There's nowhere to park. That was the problem. Yeah, all the <laughs> full fucking, of fucking vans and stuff. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Well, Rostov, he's on the beach already, and he says 18 hours from now, America will be a different place. So he's already put it, because before he was like, tonight. No. And now it's like, okay, yeah, but, yeah, but it, yeah, but it is the night, isn't it? So what he's, he's now started, he's, he's initiating the night. So he's given them 18 hours, depending on what time it is, by about dinner time? No, by even, early evening. Mm. <laughs> yeah. By about early evening, Nico. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, what time, though? Tea does time? He, dinner? Does, what, dinner? He's like, I don't know. What? Does he say it with such an English accent like he did then? <laughs> Early evening, Nico. Early evening. <laughs> He's still dressed in his uh, gentleman's outfit <laughs> on the beach, equally as unsuitable. We get back to Hunter anyway, and he's gone to meet his, his contact. Agent Suit. He's telling him he will. He'll take this last mission. Do you know what? He doesn't actually go to meet him. The Suit meets him. Yeah, well, he's sitting at the bar, he, he isn't walks he, yeah. in, he's just sat at one of those uh, like uh, roadside hot dog things. Yeah, and he's just 24 hour <laughs> hot just, dog places. He just walks over like that and he just looks, and Chuck Norris is just sat there with a hot dog yeah. in his double denims. <laughs> Chuck Norris, not the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> don't know, don't know what the menu is. <laughs> he says, I'll take the assignment, but remember, I work alone. Tick the box. Take care, everybody. And tick another box straight away because he says, if anything goes wrong, remember, we don't know who you are. He's like, yeah, yeah. Then he leaves and he makes the suit pay for his beer. Classic. He says, pick up the check. Then we cut straight to the FBI on the beach. There's a lot of quick cuts in this. Um, The main FBI guy, by the way, looked like uh, good old JR from the WWE. He does look like him, (laughs) yeah. I thought thought that. I thought it was him throughout this. Yeah, he's like, my God, my God. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and uh, that fucking reporter's there. Yeah, giving him some shit from yeah, the, the yeah, tape about line. not being not being let through because why I don't would know, you? Why, why would she be let through? But anyway, she wants to be let through so she can just go and like dick around with the corpses of two kids. And then she sees Chuck Norris, <laughs> just <laughs> just, <laughs> just glimpses him, doesn't she? Yeah, and he's just standing there, just looking into the distance. She spots a man with a strange aura about him, is what I've put. He's surveying the beach. Yeah, she shouts, "Hey, cowboy!" And he looks at the camera in sort of a brilliance. I love that bit where he just looks, and then she's distracted, and then she looks again, and he's gone. Yeah, he's out of there. Just his denims left on the beach there. <laughs> See his little buttocks as he runs into the sea. <laughs> little ginger buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> Running off. <laughs> up the beach. <laughs> yeah, like Terry Jones in The Life of Brian. <laughs> he's just been in the hole not speaking for years. Yeah. Just runs off like that on his knees up. <laughs> yeah, still got his cowboy boots on though. Of course he has. So love beach. That. It's like, cowboy, why are you dressed like that? You're at the beach. You're in Florida. You're in Everyone else is dressed in a suit. Don't, <laughs> well, give, the don't give Chuck Norris any flack for that. 
<laughs> they have to dress like that. Chuck doesn't. Chuck could be in some Bermuda denim Bermuda shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's made the right choice. 37 minutes in, and this is our first real sign, I'd say, of anything to do with Christmas. We it is, yeah. That, I mean, the, the, music, the music was incidental, wasn't it? But uh, yeah, we, now we get Christmas lights and music. Christmas trees. And scenes of a suburban street. There's families, there's, uh, yeah, there's just all, like, everyone's just driving around, you know, like only in films. Everyone's mm. like waving to each other. This is the busiest suburban street I've is, ever yeah, seen. Yeah, just constant traffic, but slowly driving. Um, there's a couple kissing in a car for no fucking reason whatsoever. Yeah, you wouldn't do that outside the, the house. Especially when kids are right outside playing catch ball. Yeah, playing yeah. bloody stick and hoop. Yeah, playing hoop-a-loo. <laughs> Yeah. A little, there's a little girl. She's applying the star to the top of her tree. Well, she wants to, but then mum calls it's dinner time, so we'll have to do it later. Yeah. You know, because the little boy, little girl, arguing whose turn it is to put the star on the tree. The dad can't control them because he's useless. Um, should have done it before, really, because it's time for dinner and they haven't finished. So, you know, should have started earlier or planned dinner better. Yeah. I don't know whose fault it is. I don't think it matters. It's Christmas time, so they're having boiled goose. Oh, yes. The yum, Christmas yum. treat. <laughs> yeah, and then um, a car pulls up. <laughs> oh, shit. It's Richard Lynch. Of all people. Richard Lynch. And you never guess what weapon he's brought with him. <laughs> brought a fucking bazooka. This is another one of my laugh out loud moments. Because <laughs> as soon as the little girl goes back into her house. Yeah, she sneaks back out and puts the star on, even though she was expressly warned against it. Because they'll discuss it later on and find out whose turn it is. She fucking goes and does it. Mm. Little bastard. Yeah. So I guess she did everything she gets here, didn't she? Well, yeah, so anyway, she runs back in the house, fails to notice Richard Lynch is stood there with a bazooka on the back of a truck. Fortunately, he announces his uh, his arrival by exploding six houses <laughs> with bazooka, yeah. which, again, he doesn't need to reload. No, and uh, no one from other houses comes out in the time it takes for them. I mean, once you hear the first house blow up, you probably... Leave in your house, see what the fuck that was. Well, if if you had anything about you, you'd be diving out your back window, wouldn't you? As soon as anything happened, as soon as you heard a car pull up, <laughs> you'd be smashing through your window. Yeah, if there was a wide shot, you just see families just smashing through the back of their windows. <laughs> Some from upstairs. <laughs> yeah, grandma <laughs> rolling off the fucking garage roof. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, yeah, six houses just blow up to, just blow to smithereens. Superb stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he really is evil, isn't he, Richard Lynch? And that's the start of the terrorist attack. The invasion of America starts with Richard Lynch blowing your house yeah, up. Yeah, randomly exploding houses. Yeah. The little girl survives, actually. Yeah, she comes out with a limp, doesn't yeah. she? From being blown up. Her brother's dead. Well, quite right, too. Yeah, I'm guessing. Her slightly older brother, who, the last thing she did was argue about who does the tree. Then she goes out and stiffs him on the putting the star on the tree. Yeah. Now he's dead. Yeah. So the last thing she did was fuck him over. Yeah. Argue with him and then fuck him over. I guess she gets to do the tree every year now, though, so... I guess so, yeah, in the orphanage. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Anyway, that's, uh, that's enough of that. Let's cut to another scene of um, a South Miami... Community center. Some Cuban Americans. Everybody having a little, having a little dance. A little disco dance. Maguire, the female reporter, she's there taking pictures. Yeah, for some reason. Not sure Not why. Not sure what she's doing there, taking pictures of people dancing. It's hardly cutting edge reporting, is it? No. What fuck all to do with it? I thought she was on crime. 
So what's she doing there, taking pictures of people just innocently enjoying a party? Police officers turn up now. One looks especially like Ken B. Wild, if you ask me. <laughs> and they're all like, hey, what are you guys doing here? We're, we're... Yeah, why don't you, you stop hassling us, man? We're just having a good time. Yeah, they don't speak, the police. No, they no. don't speak. It's always says, hope, hope you're nicer than the ones last week. Um, and then they prove how nice they are by pulling shotguns and just shooting everybody at the party. Yep. And shooting them down. Overzealous, too many shots from one of them. Yeah, yeah, again. <laughs> then he gets told to stop shooting. He's just like, God's sake, why does he even keep bringing that guy? <laughs> and he keeps giving him more ammunition than everybody else. <laughs> he bring his own. Yeah, that shotgun holds about 60 rounds up. He must have borrowed it off Richard Lynch. Must have. Yeah, Rostov. <laughs> Oh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Maguire, she's nearly killed because uh, Kenby Wild pulls his shotgun on her. But um, they, they she, she is spared because the other guy says there needs to be witnesses to the crime. And uh, they fuck off. And then the real police turn up. Yeah, because they, they shout, Why? Why has this happened? There has to be a reason. You know, that's what kids shout, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, when things happen like that. Yeah, the real police turn up. And uh, they think it's them coming back. Not sure why they would come back. No. You know, why they went away in the first place if they were just going to come back a minute later. But yeah, so then they start throwing shit at them and shouting. You know, they think uh, it's it's a riot. They've turned against the police. This is all part of the plan from Rostov. Americans turning on each other. My God. Destroyed from within. And the police have to drive off. Because they're thinking, I'm not getting out of this yeah, car. Yeah, they think, fuck that. Yeah, which is fair enough. It is reasonable, isn't it? Even Hunter, he's out for a drive, and he's getting abused and attacked as he's driving round. Yeah, what a, what a nice neighbourhood this appears to be. <laughs> yeah. that he's cruising around the streets. He heads to a bar, and he's immediately accosted by some fuck. Some old guy who thinks, I'm going to pick on this, this man right here. It's Gill's Spot, is the name of the bar. It's an unusual... Yeah, usual name. For Sounds them. nice, though. It does indeed. Yes, there's there's hookers, pimps, bikers, and uh, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a smooth jazz musician there. Uh, <laughs> just uh, playing a saxophone next to a pimp <laughs> at one point when he's driving past. <laughs> Very unusual. Not sure how big the street is that he's driven down, but it looks like a street to avoid. Yeah. If you are a tourist out there, don't go down that street, will you? At night, there's no. every kind of low life. Yeah. Anyway, Gill's spot. That's that's on the street. Got I don't cu- care how 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 desperate you want to go to Gill's spot with <laughs> the Yelp reviews. Just don't go down this street. They've got a Confederate flag on the wall of Gill's spot. Yeah. So you know it's bad news. Yeah. Exactly. And um, there's a guy in there. Yeah. And he he says, "Hey, I don't know you." And Chuck Norris, as he said, he doesn't say much, but he does say he says, uh, "Well, that makes us even. I don't know you either." Very clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other guy says, you don't have to know me. And he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'll do a bit of that. And then he grabs these by the hand. Chuck Norris grabs this guy's hand. And he, with his all-powerful Chuck Norris grip, he crushes the bottle of Budweiser that he's carrying whilst he's carrying it. Do you know how fucking much pressure that would have needed? Too much is Lots. the answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's the answer because I don't know. But uh, it's a lot. Unlikely, some would say. Yeah. Well, he's he's left him anyway. Yeah, he just walks off after yeah. that. And he goes to meet Matt. Is his name Matt as well? 
He's not got a name. We don't even know who this guy is. What does he say, Matt, to to Hunter, I guess? I don't know if anyone says Matt. He asked him about Rostov anyway, and the guy says... He's asking for a beer, Matt. Oh, yeah, He's just wiping his hand, and he's got Budweiser all over it. Yeah, or a prayer, Matt. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) He says, you know, you never had any patience, Hunter. And Hunter says, I don't have time. Besides, you owe me for saving your anus in South America. <laughs> I like the fact that he's not even specified where in South America. Yeah. It's just somewhere in South America. Puerto Rico. Possibly. Like that. So take that off as well, saving someone's ass in yeah, yeah. foreign so it's, country. It's an old buddy who owes him one. Yeah. I like that. Because we don't know who this guy is and we don't actually ever find out. He's just at a bar. Maybe it's Gil. Could be. It could be Gil, couldn't it? We don't know. And he did have a massive spot. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I mean, you've got to guess it is, because why else would he know that this guy is going to be there? That's true. Because he lives in the fucking Everglades. So yeah. what chance has he got of Eating just frogs. finding a friend from Puerto Rico? <laughs> yeah, in the middle of bloody nowhere. Anyway, he does, and he he, uh, he says, there was a couple of new faces at the King Cobra. <laughs> Great name for a fucking bar. <laughs> so... Uh, and that's the, all the info he gets. He's like, okay, I'll go check that out then. Nice one. Cheers, man. Yeah. See you in another 20 years. Well, he, Gil says... Yeah, he does. Yeah, good good line. See you in hell. Chuck, not not to be outdone with quips, says, send me a postcard. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, and then he leaves. That's it. That's the end of that. Uh, cut to Kenby Wilde in a Speedo. He's reading the paper at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Rostov's there as well in full black, like on the beach. Must be absolutely sweating. He's, his... he's watching the news, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, they watch, yeah, a little portable TV detailing last night's attacks. Turning against the authorities. The cops are being attacked and ambulances and all that sort of stuff, you know. Nobody knows who to trust anymore. Meanwhile, we cut to the King Cobra. Yeah, and there's a couple of guys washing a car. One guy's absolutely fucking massive. He is, isn't he? He's, sm- he's short, but he's wide. Yeah, he's possibly the same width as he is high. Mm. And uh, he's just watching another man uh, wash the car who's incredibly tall. Think of a massive like square in a tank top with a perm. That's that's what this I man looks that, like. That's exactly what they put on the casting requirement. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. they got another guy who's a bit. A then bit they got slimmer. somebody else who says a guy who looks like George Eastman but isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they got. I've got him. We've got the two guys we need. We meet um, sort of a little mustachioed man. Yeah, three three uh, three guys pull up in a car, run over his bucket. <laughs> He's washing his car, innocently washing his car in the middle of the night. Yeah. Next to the King Cobra Club. Yeah. Yeah, and he runs over his bucket and then just walk past. They just walk past him. He's not happy. He's a bit upset about it. And then he gets a bit angrier and then decides that he's going to take his little square friend and go and remonstrate about this bucket. Meanwhile, these guys have gone in and uh, we've got tits. Tits, everybody. There we go. Take that one off. Yeah. Tits in in the club. The King Cobra's got tits. Yeah, and he, uh, the the little mustache guy, he pays for a prostitute. Um, yeah. Even though the others say oh, we haven't got time for that, we're supposed to be going out doing some terrorism and such. And he says, "Yeah, but I'm going to go prostitute." They're like, <laughs> they're okay like, then. Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. He's the guy that John Eagle uh, shot the gun out of his hand. He's got a bad hand. Oh, of it's course. Him. 
It's yeah. him. That's the only way we know who it is because no one cared at the time. Mm. No one really cares now. But I didn't it's even definitely... write that down. No, you see, you didn't care. No. You probably still don't. Nor no. do the listeners. <laughs> but I cared. And that's all that matters. It's continuity. I need to know why he's got a bad hand. How did that happen? Oh, yes, John Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he takes this blonde woman upstairs anyway. He's going to enjoy a prostitute before he does some terrorism. Um, but before he can do any... Well, he says, watch my hand. Not like he's not a magician, but like, he's got a bandage on it, as Ken was saying before. And uh, he sits down, puts his hand on the on the table there while she starts to, I don't know, do a little jig. I don't know. I don't know what they do, prostitutes, Your Honour. <laughs> but I just, and then Chuck Norris appears. Yeah, but for, you get to see his belt buckle first. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. A beautiful belt buckle, isn't it? Really is nice. That's why he doesn't wear his little shorts, because he's got a beautiful belt buckle like that. Yeah. I'm leave that unattended. Yeah, it's, uh. Um, it's worth more than that guy's car outside. It's a belt buckle of a beard. He's <laughs> got a beard on it. That hangs down between his legs. Yeah, he can stick his <laughs> willy through the, the mouth bit. <laughs> Chuck Norris's <is> willy. <laughs> <laughs> he pretends it's a, a tongue. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he do that through his belt buckle? What's the point? You can also use it as a bottle opener. You know where the moustache... Well, he's the... willy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He probably could. He could, yeah. Don't so worry about that. It's one of those Chuck Norris facts, I think. Yeah. Ginger shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of a beer? <laughs> His, uh, his beer company, yeah. Chuck Norris's Ginger Shaft. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> refreshing. <laughs> glug, 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 glug. Ah. <laughs> no, it isn't a beard. I can't remember what it is. What uh, is it? Yeah, big just fucking... a, it's just a big old fucking buckle. Yeah, like a championship belt. Yeah, and then he slams a knife straight through this bad guy's bad hand. You know, Chuck Norris is willy. Yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> it's Chuck Norris is willy. <laughs> he does, stabs him through the hand, attaches him to the table, uh, and interrogates him about where Rostov is. And this is where the, the guys with the bucket from earlier, the skinny guy comes upstairs, because he hears what's happening, because the prostitute runs off and calls him. He comes upstairs, he's like, what the fuck's going on in here? Why is your dick poking through that belt buckle, he says. <laughs> Look at What's that willy doing? <laughs> what's that tiddle doing, poking through the... The wee tiddler. <laughs> and Chuck Norris says, If you come back in here, I'll hit you with so many rights, you'll beg for a left. It's a great line. Brilliant. Takes a long time to say. <laughs> it's a bit wordy. He, he could have been punched in the face before he's finished that line, but... He hasn't done because he's got a knife through another guy's hand, and this other guy's a little bit wary of that. Yeah, so he does leave. He does kick him, doesn't he? He's obviously got the Chuck Norris jeans on. Um, he actually does leave. Yeah, he leaves to go and get his uh, square friend, who's uh, walking sideways up the stairs, so he can <laughs> fit in the uh, in the stairwell. <laughs> yeah, he does, and they, he comes back in. He comes back in and says, "What are you going to do now, tough guy?" Huh? Like that. That's the square man. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just kicks him to the floor. <laughs> he does <laughs> one kick. Kicks him to the floor straight away. And uh, he doesn't actually hit him with any rights whatsoever. No. So, you know, it was an empty threat, as it turned out. The only guy who got hit was the square man. 
Mm. He wasn't even there for the threat. And then he pulls a, a grenade out. Of course he does. I don't know where he gets that from. Where's he been keeping that? His belt buckle. Oh, of course. Yeah. Underneath the beard. Underneath it. Yeah. yeah. Just dangling, two of them dangling neath, down. Neath the beard. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, one of his uh, other product lines. <laughs> That's his uh, autobiography name. Should be. He pulls the pin on the grenade and then hands it to the mustachioed man stuck to the table and like keeps the clip on. So it's like, uh, you know, if he lets go, it's going to fucking blow up, basically. Yeah, he says, if you live through this, you tell Rostov, time to die. And then he just walks off. I'm surprised the film's not called that. Says it, says it often enough. Yeah, it's a catchphrase, isn't it? Uh, he just throws a grenade out the window. Blows the car up. Blows he? the car up. Yeah, the other guy's not happy. Tell you what he could have done. Uh, he could have thrown it um, at Chuck Norris as he walked off. Not sure why Down he didn't. Step, yeah. yeah, not sure why he didn't, because that would have killed him, and uh, then he would have been okay. Yeah. He's a survive as it happens, but um, yeah, I'm not sure why why he doesn't do that instead of just like throwing it out the window. Either way, I mean, you're going to throw it away, aren't you? You're not just going to sit there. You're not just going to let go of it and just sit looking at it until it blows you to pieces. Mm. So, of course, he should survive unless he's a total idiot. But he could also have killed Chuck Norris at that point by throwing it at him. Should we go? Should we go to the only true little bit of Christmas we get now, which you is the stop saying the only bit of Christmas. <laughs> Three times that's uh, that's been off Christmas. It is Christmas, okay? It's Christmas. The whole film's set at Christmas. It's a Christmas film. Anyway, yes, we're at the mall. They're doing their Christmas shopping. Everybody in town's doing their Christmas shopping. You know how in films, I don't know if it really happens. I'm guessing it does. Does it really happen in America? Last minute Christmas You've got shopping. To tell us. You've got to tell us. Does this really happen? It can't just happen in like the Griswold's life and films. Mm. But everyone's shopping at the same place. Even Kenby Wilde's there. I am there, yes. I'm carrying my little Christmas gifts that I was given by Nico yeah. when I was in me trunks. Yeah. Can hear beeping. Cut to some little shit blowing bubble Ooh, he gum. He's a little shit, isn't he? What an annoying little shit. Yeah, and there's some guy there just watching him. He's the um, security guard. Yeah. Security guard looks at him too many times. And as he turns away. Yeah, there's, there's a, a big car, isn't there? There's a big like pickup truck uh, as a prize in a, in a some sort of shit. Yeah. And he, uh, he flicks his bubble gum. I hate it when kids are chewing bubblegum like that. You always know they're shits, mm. don't you, by them doing that open mouth walking, chewing bubblegum and then messing with it with their fingers and sticking it back in and blowing little fucking bubbles. Little twats. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he is a dick, this kid. Because as soon as the uh, security guard looks away, he, like, flicks it at the car, sticks to a window. Security guard's like, hey, you little fuck. And uh, shoots him. <laughs> shoots him dead. God bless America. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, the kid runs off. Runs off. He goes in pursuit, and that's where we see Kenby Wild. He leaves his bag ready for another terrorist attack. Yep. It's a bomb, I guess. Yes, it is a bomb. Well, well noticed. What do you mean, <laughs> I guess? It fucking blows up in a minute. Yeah, we don't know that yet. <laughs> of course we do. It's ticking. <laughs> Making beeping noises. It's not gifts. It's not an alarm clock, is it? <laughs> Could be. He's a fucking terrorist. What's he doing walking around actually doing his Christmas shopping? <laughs> Get Richard Lynch something, something nice. <laughs> a nice new alarm clock so he stops having those nightmares. Get him one of those brand new fangled belt buckles you can put your dick through. <laughs> put your little willy through. <laughs> Reasonably priced on the bad movie called Gift Shop. <laughs> Neath the beard range. <laughs> 
know what would be good, Ken? If we could get a belt buckle that you could put your dick through to have a piss. You have to undo your belt buckle. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That would be useful. <laughs> sound dangerous. It's all, what if you sneezed? <laughs> You'd be <laughs> Jewish. Life-changing. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so anyway, what I really like, maybe my favourite sort of, uh, not even secondary, even lower than that, but my my favourite character is this overzealous man who will stop at nothing to get this gift back to (laughs) Kenby Wilde's character. He's there shopping though, isn't he, with his wife? (laughs) Yeah. It's his wife's fault. Yeah. Hey, look, look, that man left his bag. Yeah, and it, that becomes his mission in life, doesn't it? To return that bag. Hey, hey, mister! Yeah, hey, buddy, hey, pal, hey, mister! Hey, hey, hey! That's he, all you hear yeah, of him. It's like uh, an airplane, you know, when he's walking through and he's beating up all those people trying to give him stuff. Yeah. This is this guy trying to give this bag back. He's just knocking people out of the way. He's just punching people. Got to get this guy's gifts back. Yeah, because if you saw this and that happened, you'd, be, you'd shout him, and then if he wouldn't reply and fucked off, you'd just be like, all right, never mind. Yeah, especially if he's looking behind him yeah. at you and then runs and running away yeah. from it. He literally can be the can be wild man as a as a sprint on. Yeah, he's he's still a liability even when he's not just firing randomly into people. He's uh, he's a liability because he can't even just not carry a bag yeah. successfully. And then the security guard joins in with the chase. Yeah, and then other security guards join in. They're all determined to give this guy his gifts back so as not to ruin his Christmas. But the the rest of the terrorists, they turn up. and we Thankfully. Get a, yeah. Thankfully they turn up to stop this ridiculous chase. And uh, we get a shootout and the package explodes. Yep, everyone's just shooting everybody. And during the attack, who comes into the mall to do a bit more Christmas shopping himself? <laughs> He's got a Santa hat on. <laughs> and those, like, beard baubles. Oh, yes, I've got some of those. Yeah. It's Chuck Norris. Yeah, I don't think he is there to do that because he just smashes through the window, doesn't he? <laughs> well, that's just his entrance, isn't it? That's what he does. That's how he goes shopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's no good to go shopping at the same time because you could die. Yeah. It's collateral damage as far as Chuck's concerned. Yeah, double denim, two machine guns, you've got Uzis, black gloves on. Uh, we've got Kenby Wild and another goon. They, uh, they jump in the truck that was on display earlier mm-hmm. to escape. Uh, Chuck Norris grabs onto the side of it and they start driving through the mall. It's after he's already like in his truck. He's like driven some guy straight through some windows as well, hasn't he? He's mm-hmm. just like run him over and smashed him through windows. It's brilliant, really. I, I really enjoy this scene. It's just total 80s, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just destroying everything. It's like innocent people still there. There's got to be people dead in this that's caused by this. Yeah. It's not by the terrorists. It's Chuck Norris just smashing through windows in a (laughs) truck and just running people over. There's no way he's that targeted. He's only hitting a terrorist. Yeah. Brilliant, though. Well, eventually they they drive through the front, the glass doors at the front, and Chuck Norris is still attached, so he goes through that as well. He does, yeah. Maybe the third window he's gone through (laughs) since the film started. Yeah, he does. He jumps off though, doesn't he? At this point, he yeah. jumps off, does a little roll back on his feet, and uh, who's just turned up? It's the fucking reporter. Just turned up to do some shopping, or maybe she's heard of it on the police scanner that she's got. Who knows what she's doing there? But he jumps in her car as well and says, "Fuck off! Yeah. I'm having your car." It's like, oh, slow down, cowboy, and all this. Shite. Yeah, yeah, and she and she's still full of one-liners, even though people are dead. You know, ha 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 ha. Idiot. 
fucking hated her. <laughs> yeah, as you say, Hunter, he, he takes her vehicle. She goes with him, of course. And we get our first real car chase of the film. It's a great car chase because what they do is um, they they drive in their like stolen prize pickup truck. Yeah, they hit another car. Uh, two women who own the car presumably come out and just call them assholes because that's what would happen. Even though you got totally oblivious to half the mall exploding and gunfire, you'd go and have a go at these people. And then one of them just gets grabbed. By me, I believe, is uh, that's who you're calling me. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's up on the footplate, and she stays there for the next 10 minutes, (laughs) whilst he's supposedly just holding her there. Yeah, driving away at speed. Driving with one hand at like 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, that's the uh, hostage, hostage situation. Yeah, and uh, the reporter decides to be the hero and starts trying to get the woman off the side of the car by leaning over. Chuck Norris is holding onto her uh, trousers, I think. Yeah, he's saying, he's saying uh, grab her, just grab. Her. And the thing is, right, that um, the terrorist or me, um, he could just have let her go at any time, mm. and they would have probably have stopped, or they'd have run her over and killed her. But when you're in a car like that, why would you need? A hostage. You Just don't. fucking drive away. Exactly, yeah. Surely with both hands, you'd have been better at evading Matt Hunter, who's got both hands on his wheel, you know. But no, no, doesn't matter. She's got a hostage for no reason whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, they try and rescue her and uh, just eventually do. Drags her into the car. Hunter, he ends up killing Kenby Wild, ramming him off the road into a parked car, which mm-hmm. explodes on impact. That's because he throws a grenade in there. Yeah. He throws a grenade, and uh, they can't get the grenade out in time. Thanks for the ride, cowboy, says Maguire. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> That's what he says back. Fucking idiot. <laughs> and just walks off. Yep, and we cut back to the guy from earlier in the King Cobra. Remember yeah, him? yeah, yeah. We cut now. Rostov, he's got the guy there with his bad hand. Uh, who tells him, uh, "Yeah, he gave me a message. He said, time to die.'" Rostov deals with that the only way he knows how. He spits in his face as well, doesn't he? For no reason. Yeah. The the um the bad handed guy. <laughs> well, you know, he's nervous. Yeah. So yeah, Rostov does. Does his signature gunshots to the dick? Yeah, three times this time. He shoots his dick three times. Yeah. Yeah. Nico's not happy. Wonder why he's decided that's he's gonna that's gonna be his calling card. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure why what I expected your answer to be there, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe they've all got these belt buckles. <laughs> yeah. He's got his own line of belt buckles, he's not happy. Yeah. I just don't know. Rosso, he tells Nico that he will hunt, he will kill Hunter himself. But Nico, Nico tells him no. Rostov's too important to the mission, and to send the expendable goons instead, which is a good idea. You don't want to be too fucking hands on. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's his problem, though, isn't it? The next day, the National Guard uh, they're called in. We got tanks, and it's a martial law. There's a curfew that's declared. It's getting anarchy, Ken. It's anarchy out there. It is, yeah. That's what they wanted, though, isn't it? Mm. It's exactly what they wanted. Hunter, he's at the traffic lights, gets uh, stopped by the army, asks for ID. Hunter says, yeah, let me just get it right now for you, and shoots them all dead. Yeah, fortunately, uh, they are bad guys. Yeah. And not just the uh, National Guard doing their job. Yeah. Which is a a relief, I guess. Slice of luck for (laughs) him, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Because he doesn't check. He just immediately assumes they are bad guys, as they are. So, you know, worked out well. I think, like, from now, I think it's probably about half an hour left of the film, 
it's absolutely breakneck. Like, yeah. the stuff that Hunter stops is usually, like, the main thing of any other film. Like, next they like, going to bomb yeah, a church. Just, it just goes from one to the next, doesn't it? Yeah. Just foiling all their plans. Yeah, there's loads of these different plans that Hunter just turned... Like, why would he turn up at this church? What we don't see, of course, is uh, all the other coordinated attacks that he fails to stop. Yeah. And causing several hundred deaths, you'd imagine. Which probably would have been good to add, as if there's a little bit of peril, because you can't just constantly just have Chuck turning up and winning all the time. I like the fact that he... Um, we then cut to a helicopter telling everyone, stay off the streets, everybody stay off the streets, while a family does exactly the opposite and runs across the streets. To go to a church. To, for, go, to go to a church. Yeah. To a church service. Yeah, they go to a church. And you never guess who's outside the church. I've written, oh shit, it's Richard Lynch. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's watching this church. Just yeah. a random church in the middle of the world. Yeah. He's now outside of, and he's going to blow that church up. We just think you've got tanks patrolling the streets. You've got uh, people being evacuated, yeah. and you've got curfews. You've got helicopters, like with big fucking lamps, they're just like blasting everywhere. You've got the National Guard patrolling. But. <laughs> One thing you can't stop is Richard Lynch. <laughs> yeah, and you also can't stop people going to church. Like this is exactly what you'd be doing, isn't it? Uh, it's a uh, refuge, isn't it? Sanctuary. Is that what it is? That's um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, isn't it? Mm. Sanctuary. You, you seek sanctuary in a church. That's just human nature. Yeah. So they're all going to sing Christmas songs. Well, uh, they do actually have a little song, don't they? Mm. They do start to sing. That dad, who's just rescued his family, he's very up for a song, isn't he? He loves it. <laughs> he's yeah. really, really bombastic in his singing. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like that. <laughs> he, just, he just got there in the middle of a terrorist attack. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> you think, well done, dad. That'll make <laughs> us all feel better. Lunatic. Yeah. And outside, some guy just starts getting a fucking suitcase out with a bomb in it. He's got a briefcase bomb, hasn't he? Mm. That takes fucking ages to set up. Why has yeah. he not set that up before they've got there? Yeah. And it's like all like, the wires are hanging out of it. It's good old days, isn't it? The 80s when you have to have wires and a timer and everything instead of like being remotely activated. He then un- like, run rolls of massive wire <laughs> 40 feet backwards to where he was. Yeah. And you think, why has he not done that already? A box with a plunger on it with TNT written yeah, on it. Yeah, but why, why is he only doing it now? What if somebody just opens that church door and he's just there on the doorstep yeah. with a briefcase? He's like, all right, okay. No, no, I'm just looking for me um, documents. <laughs> Got a meeting. Like, okay, sorry then. Yeah, it's just very unusual. It takes that long to do. And then they, yeah, they then they wind the... Uh, all the way back to where they are. Richard Lynch fucks off because uh, Nico turns up and uh, says, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> He's like, yeah, go on then. Which is a good job he does because the bomb doesn't go off. There's all the like the timer, isn't there? It's like dun, 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 dun. And then they flick the switch and we see the church. We see everybody in it. He flicks the switch. Nothing happens. And above them, it's double denim Chuck Norris holding the briefcase and says, didn't it work? That's a shame. And then he throws it at them and uh, he does. Then he clicks the wires together. He says, it fixed it. Yeah. And they explode. Yeah, it doesn't work. Now it will. And then... Yeah, he just blows them up. Cut to Maguire. Turns up outside a shop that handing out rations to a crowd of people. Yes. Starts to get a bit irate, the crowd. Yes, it's because there's no fresh meat. 
No. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens in America. You stand outside a shop with a bullhorn shouting, no fresh meat. Riots. Yeah. Riots on the streets. Yeah, and they're also limiting it to 12 items each. Riots. Nobody wants just 12 items, and they all want fresh meat. They yeah. want 13 items of fresh meat only. That's what they want, and they're not allowed either of those. Well, the army, they drive in to de-escalate the situation. But it turns out, I mean, Maguire gives them the old side eye. She's not sure about these locks. They turn up, they're looking round, and it turns out that they're terrorists again. Shit. And this time, Nico, the right-hand man... He's there. Why the right-hand man decides, now I'm going to go and dress up as an army man and just kill... And, and shoot people trying to buy meat. Yeah. don't know why he would have to do that himself. Yeah, but, I don't think there's any reason for it. But before they can fire on the crowd of people... Hunter drives in. He, Chuck Norris attacks. Yeah. He's there as well. <laughs> He's turned up there as well. It's incredible. Just save the never, church. He hasn't slept. No. He hasn't slept since his house blew up. No. Save the church, and now he's driving around looking for shops to save as well. <laughs> looking for uh, no fresh meat. Maybe that's what he was looking for. He was looking for fresh meat. Was unhappy that they didn't have any, and uh, inadvertently foiled a terrorist assassination. Yeah. Well, Nico, he grabs Maguire as a hostage. Of course he does. She shouts, Hunter, do something, you shit. She's a twat. <laughs> Isn't she? They do shoot some of the people in the in the thing, but the people actually return fire. With it being America, obviously everyone's just armed. Mm. So they return fire and they shoot a couple of the terrorists themselves, which I thought was nice. Um, there's, a, there's a lovely... When, whilst uh, Nico has got the uh, reporter... Maguire, I believe, you mm-hmm. keep saying. Yep. <laughs> I didn't bother writing her name down. Yep. Um, and he's backing away with, with her as a hostage. There's a little butterfly comes across the screen. Mm-hmm. No, it is, honestly. There's <laughs> just a butterfly comes that comes into shot. And I thought, well, that's lovely, isn't it? It's not part of the film. I think it was just happened at the time, but it's it's visible. A little beautiful butterfly. And uh, anyway, then uh, Chuck Norris shoots Nico in the face. <laughs> yeah, never mind he, the butterfly. Uh, you know, he runs around the back of the shop. It seems and surprises him from behind. Yeah, I'm not sure how he got there. No, because he's just he's just been in front. Yeah, he was in he was in his truck. Yeah, now he isn't. No, he's not. He's he's behind everybody. Yeah, turns up, surprises him by grabbing his gun from. Uh, he had it at uh, Maguire's head, puts it at Nico's head, and Nico, in shock, I guess, just. Decides to shoot himself right in the head. I think it's because he messes with the mechanism, doesn't he? He he transfers the mechanism, so he ju- he just like pulls it oh, and man. lets it go, and he so he shoots him in the head. Um, would have deafened everybody, of course, mm-hmm. and Maguire definitely. But uh, no, she's sadly not deaf. She's just shouting more abuse, and um, actually throws a uh, trash can lid at him. Yeah, as he walks off. Lucky she didn't fucking hit him. Because <laughs> yeah. that was close. Yeah, that was. And he waves at her, doesn't he, as he leaves? Yeah, but it's like, what's her fucking problem? He's like, I'm leaving before you get angry or something. Yeah. Oh, you stupid son of a bitch, you could have killed me! You said do something. Well, do something! Ow, shit! Sorry. What's wrong with you? I better leave before you get mad. Oh, yeah. Right. I think, is it the next day, the same day, three years from now? We see a school bus being loaded with children to be taken away 
from the city, from their parents. Yeah, meet which, you sometime. Which, which the parents seem to think is the best course of action. Doesn't make any sense. It why would they? No. Why would the, Why would the parents have to be kept behind? No, I don't know. Why don't they just all fuck off? Yeah, exactly. Because some of them are. Because the road's busy, there's only one fucking school bus. So, like, one bus full of kids, and then everyone else is going with their families. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're all still fleeing, but for some reason, a, a town of families have been separated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, as we know, uh, on journeys where there's a group of people, the song of choice is Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Mm. And... Uh, Perfect example of it here. Yeah. Yeah. You've all been separated from your families. You may never see your parents again. You may, in fact, all be dead soon. But uh, how about a song? Yeah. And you pray something bad happens to him as soon as that starts singing. Well, something looks to be bad uh, uh, is imminent because um, terrorists in a car, hot in pursuit. Yeah. What, what better way to grab the attention of the world than to blow up some children on the bus? Exactly. Exactly, and that's what they want to do. And that's what they plan. And they probably would have got away with it slightly more sneakily if they hadn't just broken through the barricade of the roadblock, which is stopping them for no apparent reason. Yeah. It's the same guy as well. You know the guy with really long hair? Like heavy metal fucking sign wielder just saying stop. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. He's like about three different places on that road. It's the same guy with the same sign but it's supposed to be like stopping different parts of the traffic. The one that gets run over? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a sad end. <laughs> yeah, he does. And they've got like a sticky bomb, haven't they, that they're going to plant. Yes, these little, little, little suction cups <laughs> <laughs> that they drive over, They drive up. Uh, whilst the kids are distracted with row your boating, uh, they just stick it to the side of the, the bus and fuck off. Yeah. And uh, the only girl we've seen say goodbye to their parents sees it. Uh, she does fuck all about it. Yeah. She just looks at it and goes, oh, no, bloody <laughs> bomb. Fortunately, Chuck Norris senses it and is also in the traffic and also breaks through the barricade and drives at top speed, which is faster than anyone else can drive on that road. Drives up, pulls the bomb off the side of the bus, doesn't wave to the little girl, which I thought was uh, would have been a nice touch, maybe mm-hmm. a little salute, um, and then drives... Again, faster than anyone else. Even, like the terrorists are just ambling along, aren't they, up the road? Plus, there's like fucking six of them in that car. Why? Why yeah. is there so many of them in the car? You've done with like two people, yeah. one driving, one to stick the bomb on it. But no, the car's full of people for some reason. And um, yeah, he catches them up very, very easily because they're now driving at twenty miles an hour, and he just uh, sticks the bomb on the on the uh, hood. Yeah, says you lose this. And they go, dum, 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 like that. <laughs> yeah, and blow up. And explode, because they also, you know, just give up. <laughs> it's a bomb, we're all dead, and they are. I like how we go to a, an abandoned fairground to have a look around Chuck Norris next. Mm-hmm. He meets up with his CIA contact who thanks yeah. him for killing Nico, and he grabs him by the by the, uh, the collar, uh, Chuck Norris does, and says... It didn't help these kids, did it? Because he's looking at like a... It's a um, devastation of the funfair, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which was one of our album names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in order to, to get Rostov to come out, because they still can't find him, Hunter comes up with a plan, and he's written it down, and he hands it to him. And he says, this is what we've got to do. 
And it's a picture of his belt buckle with his willy hanging out of it. <laughs> yeah, just in the garden. <laughs> Him and John Eagle matching belt buckles. And Agent Suit says, The agency will never go for it, Hunter. And um, he says, Think of the risks. And he says, Think of the stakes. And they do. They have a little, little looks up into the sky. A little uh, barbecue montage. <laughs> yeah. So that was no fresh meat I've already checked at the store. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very long montage. It just cuts back down. It's like that. There isn't any. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, we find out through the news that the US government have built a command centre in Atlanta, Georgia, for the troops. And at this command centre, all 50 state governors and military officials, they're meeting to um, work out how to stop the terror attacks. Um, meanwhile, Hunter is watching some old-school sci-fi movie on a TV. It's uh, Earth versus the Flying Saucers he's watching. Nice. And again, he has a little smile at it. He laughs. I think he's, uh, it's you know it's supposed to be related, that uh, people are running blindly in panic whilst things explode. Richard Lynch isn't in it, but, uh, you know. <laughs> he was one of the saucers. He could have been. He could have. It's nice to see the hotels are still open, as usual. Yeah. During all this. Well, you've got to, haven't you? You've yeah. You've got to earn a business. Yeah. Uh, the F- the FBI, they, they like it. You know, like at the end of Christmas Vacation, where they go smashing through the house? Yes, yeah, there's a lot of them, isn't there? Yeah, there's way too many for Chuck Norris. I'll tell you what I didn't really like. I didn't like the way that uh, Chuck Norris took the chewing gum out of his mouth and stuck it to the painting that was above his bed. Mm. I didn't like that. No. Well, JR turns up, doesn't he? He does. My God! He says, I don't know who you are. I don't know... What you are. <laughs> I don't know what you want or your dreams. No, he doesn't say anything. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't know who you think you are or who you're fighting for, but it's people like you turn this nation upside down and nobody, but nobody, is beyond the law. Except Steven Seagal, who is above it. <laughs> yeah. It seems a bit weird for him to be saying that just to Chuck Norris, who's not really done that bad. No. <laughs> As he, in his quest. Yeah, it's like, through all this terrorism stuff, we're going to go and arrest the the people who are killing the terrorists. Yeah, the only guys helping. Yeah. That's vigilantism. Uh, Rostov, he's watching the local news. He's got three TVs on that he's turning the sound up and down on as he goes line and listens to each one. Has. And he sees through the news that Hunter's been taken into custody at the command centre in Atlanta. He knows it's him. Killed ten terrorists. It's got to be. It's got to be Norris. Well, it is, because there he is now. He in, is. In cuffs. Bare-chested. Maguire turns up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they, they announce there's a curfew. Maguire turns up just for a quick uh, microphone in Chuck Norris's face. Got anything to say? And he looks at the camera, and he says... His little willy's out. No, he doesn't. So he says, it's time to die. Yeah, he says, killing Nico was easy. Yeah. Now it's your turn. One night, you'll close your eyes. And when they open... And then it cuts, because, you know, they only asked him for a quick word, and he gets taken (laughs) away to the cell. He's just like, fucking shut up. Because, you know, when you're under arrest, you're allowed to give live statements to the news cameras, aren't you? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, he does. He finishes it with... Uh, it's time to die. Yeah. Richard Lynch practically shits. He does. Does anyone shit in this film? No. Oh. Actually, I tell you what. I tell you who might shit. This guy next. I'd imagine everything happened to this guy at this point. 
Who's this man in, you're talking about? In the garage. Oh, yes. Yeah, because that nearly killed him. For real. Yeah. Well, Rostov, he sees what Hunter's got to say, and he orders all of his uh, terrorists to invade this command centre. And, yeah, they break... It's like a dep- Is it like a depot? It's, it's an armoured car uh, yeah. depot, so, like, it's uh, money-carrying vehicles. So they're basically going out. They're getting armoured vans. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just a... It's quite a long scene, isn't it, of, like, nothing. Yeah. Just some guys in an underground garage, just, like, hey, do you want a cup of coffee? Pouring each other drinks. Yes, yeah, yeah. somebody's there. He's underneath one of the vans fixing it. And the mechanic, hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah, and then the door blows in and it nearly kills the guy mm. because he's just sat there and apparently they did use too much and it nearly killed him. Oh, pay- really? Yeah, yeah. They, he was uh, very, very seriously injured. Jesus, I did not know that. Well, you just watch the scene. Mm. I watched it a few times and you just think, fucking hell. Yeah, it, it, it just absolutely blasted him off his seat and hit him in the face and all kinds. It's like um, a white fire. You know, some of the uh, pyrotechnic Yeah, in that, you're just like, that's fucking nearly killed that man. Yeah, th- this this actually nearly did. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite nasty. To be honest, you're watching it and he just gets... The camera's behind him and the blast is from in front of him and it blasts him past the camera. Yeah, it's uh, horrible. Anyway, they kept it in the film. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, they kill all the security guards when they yeah, turn up. Yeah, because you know why? Because oh shit, it's Richard Lynch. Yeah, <laughs> it's him turning up at the garage, steal all the armored trucks. Um, they got like a stockade. Mm-hmm. Haven't they? They've, they've built like some sort of military stockade with big concrete X's in the way, and uh, just to stop anyone from driving through. It's not really worked as they drive straight through it. Yeah, and uh, they they go to the command center. It's, it's kind of easy to get into this place. I Richard, Richard Lynch is he's now in a chopper. Yeah, he's he's in a chopper now, flying over. So he's he's in a chopper. Everyone else is driving through a stockade. They they attach another bomb to a door and then like hide and press the button and it blows up. Why don't they just shoot that door? Yeah, they, they should have really. They don't need a bomb. It took too long, didn't it, to do the bomb? Why didn't they have all got fucking shotguns? Why don't they just bazookas? Yeah, why don't they just shoot the door? Mm. Anyway, they they attach a small bomb, and that's that's what they use instead. A bit pointless. The um, National Guard they turn up. There's a fucking tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tank turns up. So this is why you can't invade America because they've got stuff like tanks, <laughs> yeah, they, and they do already have things. Yeah. There's been no sign of any like fighter jets or anything. Nah. It's all being fought by the local police, it looks like, to oh, yeah, be honest. Well, I guess it's because it's residential, though. You've got a fighter jet. What are you going to do with that? Carpet bomb. <laughs> the, yeah, the residents. <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing, you see. That's that's the uh, terrorist plan. Mm. They won't attack their own people. It's part of it. <sighs> so clever, Richard Lynch. I'll tell you what they didn't expect, though. I'll tell you what the fucking uh, chopper pilot didn't expect. Chuck Norris on the roof. That's already. what they didn't expect. He's already there. He's on the roof. He's got a what's he got? He's got a fucking bazooka, of hasn't he? He does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just there. The, I like the chopper pilot. He looks like he's just having some sandwiches or something. He <laughs> really doesn't expect to be attacked. Yeah, he's just like he just looks, and I like the fact that he looks closer. Yeah, yeah, he leans forward to get a closer look, and sure enough, that's Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah, bazooka's him. Blows that helicopter clean up. 
Yeah, because Rostov and all the other guys, they're in the command centre now looking for Chuck Norris yeah, to kill just, him. just shooting wildly into nothing, aren't they? Yeah, because the building is empty. They discover that it's a trap. Yeah. This was Chuck Norris's plan all along. It's an elaborate plan, but it's worked. It's worked like an absolute charm. Yeah, it's destroyed the entire building. Yeah. As they've just shot the whole thing to pieces, but still. Yep, and then the National Guard there are in it as well. They turn up with their tanks and shit. To... Yeah, they all um, they run out, don't they? The terrorists run out because they realise it's a trap. There's nobody there. So they all run back outside. They are surrounded. There's three helicopters just suddenly down and just pointing their uh, they searchlights straight on them. They've surrounded. There's tanks everywhere. One, one idiot, of course, in the middle of this standoff um, just shoots. Yeah. He just shoots once and it all goes off. <laughs> Everybody opens fire. You just think, who the fuck was that? <laughs> who shot that first shot there that's just started this entire slaughter? Anyway, yes, everyone just starts firing as soon as the first person shoots. We just point out as well that Chuck Norris has blown up that helicopter. It's, it's, that's, that's stopping Rostov from being able to escape because that's what he landed on the roof on. He's got no way out now. It's just him and Norris and 60 of his men, but like <laughs> against else. the army. Yeah. We go back inside. Norris is inside now. Mm-hmm. He's got his double denim. He's got his double Uzis. He shoots a few. He's out of ammo, as he often is. But he's not out of... Spunk. <laughs> as he never is. <laughs> Yes, he's got plenty of spunk left. Mm-hmm. And he uses it to and good balls. effect. <laughs> he um he places his Uzis very gently onto the ground, almost lovingly. Mm-hmm. When he runs out of ammo, he takes them off because he's got his shoulder holsters. He takes them off. He takes a gun from somebody else. Um, he approaches a door, and there's a bit of tension because there's two men behind the door. But he uh, he's walking towards the door, looking to open the door. His hand goes towards the door. It withdraws from the door. He steps back from the door and shoots both guys who are waiting the other side of the door. He knows exactly where they are. Shoots them dead through the wall. I think it's his mullet. It's his little sensors in his mullet. Mm -hmm. It tingles in uh, danger. Yeah. Yeah, so he steps back and just shoots them both. Perfect. Is this where they come face to face? Yeah, he throws a knife as well through one of them. Because uh, one of them sits up, so he just throws a knife straight through. He's got a knife and down the back of his uh, buckle, not down the front. Obviously, that would be absolute health and safety nightmare. <laughs> He's got down the back of his belt. Yeah, so he throws that knife through, and then oh shit, it's Richard Lynch. Rostov! That's what he shouts. Then uh, <laughs> they, they slam through a door, which <laughs> is brilliant. He just like jumps on him, and they smash through a door. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I love it when people smash through glass, but to be able to smash through a door, it's fantastic. And then he's like, starts smashing him through partitions in the in the office. Yeah, because they lose their guns and they get to hand to hand combat. And I think we've said before, like Segal, usually when it gets to this, he doesn't really show any weakness, and neither does Chucky because he beats the shit out of Ross. Yeah, they're just beating each other to pieces. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, some kicks. He throws him in slow motion. Does a judo throw, doesn't he? Just uh, all in lovely slow mo. Um, and he's gone. Yeah, he's just gone. Chuck Norris is gone. He gets back up. Uh, Richard Lynch gets up, looks for him, gone. Like a ninja. 
Gets out in the hallway. He's got his bazooka, of course. Of course he has. It's close combat. Why wouldn't you have a bazooka with <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> You're in a little tiny corridor in a building. That's exactly what you'd be bringing. Yeah. And who appears behind him? And he does as well, doesn't he? Yeah. We can see him, but Rostov can't see him. Yeah. yeah. We see the mullet come first, and then he emerges as well with it. The mullet always comes first. Um. He extends the rocket launcher. We hear the clicking sound of it. That makes Rostov, Richard Lynch, pause. Yep. Turns he, round. He turns. Gives us a scream. <laughs> like that. And Matt Hunter says, It's time. And he blows him up and smashes him through the window. Yeah. It's yep. a tiny little corridor and they've shot off bazookas. Yep. And it's blown Richard Lynch out of his boots. Yeah, clean out of his boots, clean out of the window, exploded to death. And that's the end and of the, the film. film ends. Abruptly yeah, like that. There we go. Job done. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> I love how abruptly the film ends. It's just like freeze frame on Chuck <laughs> Norris with a bazooka. Everything's exploded. Everything outside's exploding because everyone's just like firing stuff. Tanks are just blowing everything up. All the terrorists are blowing up. Everyone's exploding. Richard Lynch has exploded. Yeah, everyone surrenders. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know those tanks, right? They're like three deep, those tanks. Mm. What's the one at the back doing? They can't be firing because they'd be firing at the tanks in front of them. (laughs) What's the point? That's a terrible uh, line of attack from Mm. concerning tanks. And... uh, yeah, we get no epilogue, we get nothing, nothing else wraps up, he doesn't get pardoned, uh, he doesn't get with the reporter, um, and that's it. <laughs> done, job done, finished. It's alive, it's alive, it's alive. I've got a body count for you, Ken. I fucking love this film. <laughs> Come on, how many? <laughs> the body count for this film is 129. Oh, that's brilliant. I love a triple figure. Of the body count, can you have a guess at what Matt Hunter's on-screen body count was? How many did he kill of how that many, 129? How many is it 129 in total. Um, on-screen deaths. On-screen, probably 12. Matt Hunter's body count is 30. Really? He kills 30 people. That's more than I thought he killed. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly, because I said 12. <laughs> yes, that makes sense, yes. <laughs> That's just maths. So where does this run? We've done Lone Wolf McQuaid. Yeah. This is another standalone one, though, isn't it? I like, I like the Chuck Norris standalone films. Yeah. Because they're just unapologetic bullshit. Yeah, it's not missing in action or this, what, the, what no. kind of the other series he does. The Delta Force ones. Yeah. Right? No, th- this. This is... I, just, I love this film. I think yeah. it's really good. I watched it again. I haven't seen this for ages, and I didn't watch it because I wanted to watch it for this so we could do it for Christmas. <laughs> Tenuous as it is, fucking Christmas. It's yeah. in there at least three times. Um, I think it's really good. I really enjoy this film. It's got everything. And it is. If you are, I mean, you said about ticking the boxes. You tick boxes off and action bullshit. This has got it. It's got all of it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it has, yeah. The only thing it hasn't got is a sex scene. Mm. A pointless, which it would be so pointless, though, in this. Yeah. That it would be ridiculous i think yeah yeah because that, that always slows it down i i don't like the romance aspect in the i know that it always usually happens but i don't like any of it because it's n- unnecessary but this has got absolutely everything else things yeah. just exploding um overly evil people 
overly indestructible heroes um, going against the rules, uh, one-man army, the car chases. Yeah, it's just got absolutely everything. Even the even the old buddy from the uh, military, saving I mean, yeah, saving yeah. his ass. It's like it's got it's like pretty much ticks boxes on all counts, and uh, I fucking love it. Who, in your opinion, does the worst sex scenes in their films? Is it Norris, Seagal, Van Damme? Um, it's got to be Seagal these days. <laughs> these days. These days, yeah. Back in the day, was it? I it's mean, pretty, pretty much fucking rape these days, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Van Damme's a little bit too sort of self-indulgent? Oh yeah, but yeah. Chuck Norris's are very awkward. You might as well just be looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah, just like cuts, please. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Yeah. And cigars were just people just looking C- at his cigar- dick. Yeah, cigars were just him. a little bit pervy. Yeah. Back in the old days, they were probably okay. You know, you don't want to, don't want to see it now. <laughs> I want to see any of that business now. But I don't know. I mean, I don't really like seeing any of them, to be honest with you. No. Apart from um, Tia Carrera in Showdown Little Tokyo. I'd see that any day. I'm not sure that was really her, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd gladly watch that scene again. And Rothrock. <laughs> Sworn to Justice, I think. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch those scenes. That's fine. In fact, I've got them in a little compilation that I've made myself. So if the bad movie court were going to pick a, a Chuck Norris out of the ones we've done, would you tell them to watch Lone Wolf or would you tell them to watch this? Watch them both. God's sake, what, you haven't got time? Yeah, if they haven't got time. Of course you've got time. There's only three hours of your life. Watch them both. Sorted. <laughs> <laughs> If it's Christmas, watch this one. If it isn't Christmas, watch the other one. There right. you go. Sorted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that means you can watch them both every year. Three hours of your entire life. Every year. That's all I'm asking. Plus all of his other films, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'll recommend those when we do them. Well, well, there we go. I recommend we move on to this week's film pitch. What? It's <laughs> alive. <laughs> Right, so I'm thinking, Ken, that we do we do something similar. We do. I want a. I want Die Hard. I want something similar to that. I want mm-hmm. it. Set, I liked the the set in the um, shopping mall at Christmas. Maybe we do that. The whole thing. Yeah, the okay. whole thing set set a uh, shopping Die mall. Die Hard in a shopping mall. Yeah. Can we call it that? No. Okay. Because we'd have to. We'd have to. Die some... Die Mall. No. Action Christmas. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it, go on then. Action Christmas. Not Christmas action? No, Action Christmas. Have we got an exclamation mark after action and yeah. Christmas? Yeah. Yeah? Two after Christmas. <laughs> Any more than one is redundant. <laughs> Don't you study literature? <laughs> <laughs> what we've got, Ken, is... We've... I'm, all right, I'm going to put two, but I'm not happy about it, okay? We've got uh, one of those department Santas. Yeah. Steven Seagal. Yeah, is this going to be like a like Christmas Expendables? Yes. Fucking yes. This is this is can America's be, biggest shopping mall. It can it be called Sensei Santa? I Sensei Santa <laughs> in the Force. Yeah. Can it be called that? Yeah. Fucking yes. He's got an elf, you know. Go on. Clint Howard. <laughs> oh yes. What's his name? Dicky. Just Dicky, Dicky the Elf, Dicky Elf, yeah, Dick E, as in that initial E, mm-hmm. or is it just Dicky? Yeah, like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, so he's Dick E. Elf. Yeah. Okay. The bad guy. Yep. 
I think we'll go with William Sadler. William Sadler, yeah. Yeah, why not? Bring him back. Bring him back in. Yeah. He's got a good evil face. Yeah. Why not? Perfect. Name? Is he a terrorist? He's a terrorist. Yeah? Yeah. Why is he blowing up the mall? Because he hates Christmas. Yeah. Because of a childhood memory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's insane. Yeah. Cool. He's got a whole group of them. They're all insane. <laughs> <laughs> have they all got the same memory? Yeah, they all think it's <laughs> the shed. Yeah, they happen to. They're all they're all brothers, orphans, all of them. Yeah, they're all from the same orphanage. Nice. Yeah, and it's when Santa when they found Santa stealing all their presents. I was going to say rape and raping their mom. I oh, know they're no, orphans. Orphans uh, raping um, them. <laughs> It's not overly festive, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says Christmas. <laughs> like a multiple rape of orphans. Of orphan children, yeah. Hmm. Mm, don't know. Don't know if we'll get it past the censors. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's let's put it in. Let's put it in. Him, he yes. All of them. Yeah. All of the all of the terrorists were raped as orphans by Santa. Yeah. Well, someone dressed as Santa. Let's not. Yeah, not solid. actual Santa. No, not the real Santa. He no. turns up later on, perhaps. Yeah, he just flies over at the end. Ho ho ho! <laughs> Sprinkling them with dust. Yeah. Um, so William Sadler. Yep, he's in. Excellent. He plays. The name of his character, Ken, mm-hmm. is Dundee Marmalade. Bloody hell! Is he Scotch? No. Oh. Why is he called that, then? That's just his name. It's a common name. <laughs> I suppose it is, yeah. <laughs> Dundee Marmalade, it is. Yeah. And then you've also, you'll have a, like a group, like all of his like orphan mates, they're all going to be on there as well. So we'll need a few other bad guys. But in terms of the Santas, you've yeah. got Seagal. He's the sensei Santa. Yeah, he's the main one they go to for the for wisdom. Mm-hmm. He wears a, a bomber jacket. Satin bomber jacket, red bomber jacket with white trim, white, white cuffs, yeah, yeah, yeah. and a um, like a, a Chinese dragon, but with reindeer antlers on it on nice, the back. Nice. Has he got uh, like a, a Santa beret on? Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, good, yeah. good, good. And then um, Dick E. Elf, mm-hmm. um, just dresses dress as a an fucking elf. elf yeah, he's yeah. an elf, isn't he? That was easy. Who else can we have in this then? Um, Van Damme as a as a Santa, yeah, for the French kids, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Papa Papa Noel, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's who he plays. <laughs> Any French kids that go to the mall go to see Papa Noel. <laughs> yeah, what's he called? Père Noel oh, in French. Fuck, I was close when I. Santa Claus. Je suis désolé. Santa Claus. For the French listeners. Santa Claus is called Père Noël in French. Uh, Small children may also call him Daddy Christmas. Nobody. What? That's that's the least French ever. Was that a song by bloody Boney M? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not calling him that. Can we have one Big Daddy Christmas played by. the fucking oh, what is it? Fred Williams? Yeah, <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Big Daddy Christmas. Mm. Yep. Don't know why he's in the mall. It's his mall. 
He owns the fucking mall. Oh, right. He's got a velvet red and white trim suit on. Yeah. Yeah. Big Daddy Christmas owns the mall. Nice. He's a Santa distributor. <laughs> yes, that's could be it. Yeah. They all work for Big Daddy Christmas. Yeah, that's the name of the company. Yeah. And it's you get all you get French Santas, you get Sensei Santas <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> martial all, all adept in martial arts. Yeah. In case anything happens. In case yeah. In case Dundee Marmalade comes calling. <laughs> <laughs> that's him yeah and then you've also got um, uh, Père Noir needs to have an elf as well doesn't he uh, Pepe <laughs> yes <laughs> little Pierre <laughs> Pierre elf yeah um, Pipi Pipi le Pierre Pipi le elf Pipi le elf Pipi <laughs> yeah Pipi le elf well, he's called Dick isn't he the other one yeah so, P.P. Le Elf, played by Daniel Radcliffe. How many of these Santas do we want? Well, we've, only got, we've only got two, haven't we? So, we need more than that. <coughs> no, we've got three. We've got Big Daddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he, um, he runs it for an office out elsewhere, though. He can only turn up at the end. Yeah, he's on the, the, inter- he's on yeah, the, uh, the he, headsets. He turns up at the end, save the day somehow. But uh, uh, Obviously, um, head of security at the mall. Yeah, the captain. Yeah. Carl Weathers. There he is. Oh, we've got an angry Santa as well. Oh, yeah. Maybe... Who's angry? Who plays angry all the time? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or Vinnie Jones. Both of them pretty much play the same character. I think maybe Vinnie Jones can be uh, the owner of the Irish pub that's in the mall. Oh, be Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Stone Cold... uh, What could he be called? Stone Cold Santa. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, keeping his character. <laughs> Cold Santa. Is he wearing like a red uh, ja- uh, waistcoat? Yeah, a faux, Trunks. A faux, <laughs> faux jacket. A faux jacket with uh, the white trim. Yeah. Red trunks. Oh, hell yeah. Furry knee braces. Yeah. Stone Cold Santa 316 says, I just emptied my sack. <laughs> Oh, yes, that one. <laughs> the classic proverb. In this mall, they've got a, a wrestling academy. You <laughs> say it's the big mall. Yeah, it's the biggest one in the world. In America, should I say. Which is the world. Yeah. Right, guys? Or so you'd have us believe you Americans, right? Fuck yeah. So we've got Stone Cold Santa. Stone Cold Santa. Female Santa as well, you know. Oh, yes, yep. Who's um, female Santa? Halle Berry? That'd be ridiculous. Who played them? Um, Maggie Smith? Who? <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> She's pretty hardcore. <laughs> um, Ruby Rose. Who? Ruby Rose. <laughs> Every time. I do apologise. <laughs> I apologise, Ruby. Rothrock, after you showed me that picture of her with her special kicks. Yeah. She could be uh, Mrs. Santa, couldn't she? Mary? Mary Christmas? Yeah, I like it. She could be Sensei's wife. Sensei Santa and Mary Christmas? Okay, she's in. She comes out and gives him his little cookies to eat as when they all come to him for advice. I bet she does. <laughs> anyway, right, what else we got? Let's have another female Santa who is a double agent. Oh, okay. Turns turns on them, and Rothrock has to fight them. Yes, and um, 
she's been teaching her. Yeah. And she turns on the way of the her. Santa. Yeah. The way of Christmas. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and she turns on Rothrock. Mm. Okay. So who can that be? Can that be Gina Carano? Yeah. Why, why not? not? Because, uh, you know, the popularity turn is what they'd expect. Mm hmm. Who's she playing? She plays Dirty Christmas. No, she doesn't play Dirty Christmas. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> That's one of your films. Yeah. That's how you were in. I have always hoped to play Dirty Christmas with Gina. <laughs> she plays Christmas Pud <laughs> Christmas Cracker mm-hmm. That's nicer than Christmas Pud yeah. <laughs> Although hurrah for that Pud <laughs> Christmas Cracker, yeah Christmas Cracker We probably need someone else other than Sadler Dundee Marmalade They're all called Marmalade what, took Christmas the... Cracker Marmalade <laughs> She's, no, they're not. They're not family. They're all about orphans, but they're not. They're not related to each other. But they could take all the that last name. They as all a could take the name of marmalade. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Then yes. Excellent. It's unnecessary and perhaps massively irrelevant to Christmas. Danny Trejo's in there. Okay. Senor Christmas. <laughs> marmalade. No, he's a good guy. Oh, is he? Mm. He's another Santa. Yeah. He's Mexican yeah. Santa. He's got a sombrero with a pom-pom on the top. Jesus. He's Christmas. <laughs> he's Senor Christmas. Okay, he's in. He gets killed. That's when we know Gina Carano's turn, because she kills Senor Christmas. Really? Mm. The cracker. Yeah. She kills him with a... She's sucking on a... Um, <laughs> on a, um, what's it called? Candy cane. Yeah. Uh, and she sharpened it to a point. Yeah, and like in the Black Christmas remake. Yeah. And just sticks it right I've in his dick. Not seen it. In his dick? <laughs> <laughs> he sticks it, it up his nose. What's he doing with In his, his eye. Senor Christmas's dick. <laughs> She's doing nothing with that. <laughs> in his eye, straight through his fucking eye. Oh, that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. This is like when the others don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, we all spit yeah. up so to coma. Yeah, because yeah, it's know. all locked down, so it's up to the Santas to all the SWAT teams outside oh, and call okay, weather. Okay, but how, how do we know this as terrorist threat in, in, at all? Why are they spread out to comb the area? Nothing's happened yet. Well, this I'm just telling you, like the oh, how, no, we we jumping timelines. Yeah, we we shifting. So three, three hours earlier. So who's the main Santa? It's got to be a sort of a younger that can do most of the action scenes. Is it going to be? You think Big Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's got to be, I guess, hasn't it? Yeah. Carl Weathers is, uh, you know, in control of the, the security guards. He's head he's of the, security, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, commanding everything from the, you know, with the CCTV cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, Have they all got earpieces in, these Santas? Yeah. yeah. Um, they talked to Fred Williamson oh, as well. Special Ops. And Fred Williamson and Carl Weathers were old army buddies. Saved his ass in... Uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. And Carl Weathers saved his ass twice in Nam. But also uh, Sensei Christmas was there as well. Sensei Santa. That's him, yeah. Sensei Santa, he was there as well. Um What about Statham? Stay he could be a bad guy. He could, couldn't he? Mm. It's against type these days, but Yeah. Jazz it up, wouldn't he? Yeah. Okay. He's in as a bad guy. That's his name. Jazz Marmalade. Jazz it up. Jazz it up Marmalade. 
Jazzy Marmalade. Jazzy Marmalade, yeah. Jazz E initial Marmalade. Yep. He's in. So Jason Statham is Jazzy Marmalade. Yep. He's the brother of Sadler. The real brother? No. Orphan brother. Orphan brother. They all are, aren't they? Yeah. Not the Santas, but the bad people. Yeah, the the bad guys are all orphan brothers. Yeah. And sisters. Yeah. Gina Carano. Christmas cracker. Cracker marmalade. Crackers with marmalade. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that could be the film title. (laughs) Too late. I've got action. Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, we get, maybe we get like some explosions, some rigged explosions in the mall. And it's all because of Santa, yeah? Yeah. So the whole the whole point is William Sadler and all of the Marmalades were sexually assaulted by a Santa. Just him. Just the Sadler, orphanage. but they all share the memory. <laughs> How? Because they're insane, aren't they? <laughs> I thought I'd explain this. Yeah. Is that what happens? They've all shared it, yeah, through trauma. All right, okay. Yes, that seems reasonable. The old the old man that ran the uh, the orphanage dressed as Santa for Christmas every year, and, and raped raped, him, raped the lot, raped and raped the bloody lot <laughs> of them, the bloody lot of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, la- la- we're laughing too much at this. We are. Well, yeah. you are. <laughs> <laughs> and the largest collection of Santas is in the world's largest mall. <laughs> yeah. Who's the uh, owner of the orphanage? Do we get uh, like a flashback scene? Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh, no, it's Richard Drafus. Richard Drafus plays old man Marmalade. He's not going to be raping kids. Richard Drafus. <laughs> He's not taking that role, is he? <laughs> Spacey, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we want to be cast in Spacey. <laughs> no, I don't think we do. I don't think we can. Richard Dreyfus might get an Oscar for this. <laughs> I'm sure he will. We'll give him a nice uh, monologue. What about why he's done it? Yeah, he'll be looking just into the flames, drinking <laughs> a glass of eggnog. So why he raped hundreds of orphans? <laughs> yeah. You think you get an Oscar for that? If anyone can. <laughs> it's Drafus. This is Richard Drafus. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You know, you can get cameos from Richard Dreyfus. You can get him to do a oh, video. Oh, 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 right. I was going to say, but he's in it. He doesn't yeah. need a cameo. Really? How much does he cost? A lot. Like two, three hundred quid. Would he do that, though? Would you think he'd say, hey, I am Richard Drafus? <laughs> I don't think he would. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> For 300 quid, he fucking better do. <laughs> That's all you'd write in the thing. <laughs> I'm paying 300 pounds. I want him to say what I want him to say. Yeah. Not what he wants to fucking say. He mainly looks to be like cooking his dinner whilst speaking to you. What? Yeah. <laughs> From what I've seen on camera. Well, on all of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's not. He's dancing no, around his kitchen whilst he's, he's not chatting. Not connected to him. at all to Richard Drafus. Cookery. <laughs> what do you want him to be doing? Fucking hunting sharks. Sharks. <laughs> Swimming. <laughs> Talking shit about um, aliens quins. and fuck. Yeah. <laughs> aliens and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I 
wanted to be fucking cooking. Yeah. It's totally irrelevant to everything he's ever done. How about the sheriff outside, you know, on the loud hailer? Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. And and um, Carl Weathers also saved his life. Yeah. They're all, all, all yeah. everyone's army buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's his name? Sheriff Bullhorn. Yeah. That just cuts it down then, doesn't it? We, we know exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then we also find out he's a marmalade as well. Oh, shit. Tommy Lee Marmalade. <laughs> That's his real name. We're not using his real name. He's called Sheriff Bullhorn. Ken, his is real his name re- is not Tommy Lee Marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you've been doing, <laughs> what research you've done for this. <laughs> I didn't mean the whole thing. <laughs> his name's Sheriff, yeah? So he's not called... like Sh- that. No country for old men. Was it Tommy Lee Marmalade that was in that? <laughs> Let me have a yeah, marmalade. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Okay, so he, well, so he double crosses everybody. Yeah. Fucking hell, I didn't that's expect that. Another double cross as well, but that's who Carl Weathers takes out. Of course it is. He takes out Tommy Lee Marmalade. Yeah. With his own bullhorn. Yeah. They're both wearing cowboy hats, even though he's a security guard. Carl Weathers still has a sheriff's hat. Of course he does. We've got we've got more good guys than we've got bad guys, though. Okay, Dolph Lundgren. Fucking hell, that's a step straight in. Yeah, go on, then. He plays... Danish marmalade. Yeah. Danish with marmalade. Danish pastry. Just called Danish pastry. But he is but with that's, that's his marmalade. His nickname is the Danish pastry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his, his real name's Augustus Marmalade. I haven't got room to write all that. <laughs> well, that's just, you know, for the uh, for the wiki, if anyone does the wiki for this film. Okay. Is that enough bad guys? Uh, no, we're still short. How many good guys we got? We've got... We've got five Santas for a start. We've only got five bad guys in total. Including Gina Carano? Yeah. She's a bad guy. Yeah. Well, you're not included her no, in the I've other already, Santas. I've included her. I'm not including her in the good ones. Who's in the good, who's the good Santas? Who's the actors? Steven Seagal. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Fred Williamson. Yeah. Steve Austin. Yeah. Danny Trejo. Well, Trejo dies. Fred Williamson is more sort of held hostage. Okay. Uh, We've got Merry Christmas. And we've got two elves. We need another elf. That's what we need. We need a bad elf. We do need a bad elf. We need an evil elf. Ron Howard? No. We're not pitting them two against each other. He's not a fucking actor anyway anymore, is he? He used to be. Yeah, not anymore. He's not going to come back for Action Christmas, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, came back for DuckTales, or whatever the fuck that thing was called. Out of his mansion. <laughs> to battle his brother, Clint. <laughs> whatever that was called, was well, it? Maybe it's Christmas. Maybe he would. Yeah, well. So, a bad elf. Macaulay Culkin. Christmas film. That's too referential. Who else? Rory Culkin? Was he in? The one who's not Macaulay. Is that not Kieran? Who? There's another one. Yeah. Who fucking Culkins are that? That's what I mean. Jesus Christ. What are the bloody Carradines? The Baldwins. Well, all of them. Billy Baldwin? Billy Baldwin? Stephen. Stephen Baldwin. That's what I'm thinking of. Do we get him in? As an evil elf? Yeah. Yeah. 
That'll do. Then that's a, it's about it's a bit closer now because you've got some double crossings going on as well. So you know, Wait, is Scottkins in this? Not yet. No. Who's gonna? Who's the guy that does all the the main? It's gonna be Scott then, isn't it? Get Scott in. Yeah. We'll have to fucking call him in. We have to call him in for this festive treat. Sorted. He's in. Merry Christmas, Scott. Who's he playing? Just Father Christmas. Yeah. Just call him that. Could he be Saint Nick? He could be, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, to be honest. <laughs> I don't either. Shall Nick, we go with it? Nick Saint. This is yeah. his first day on the job as Santa. I like it. Big Scott. So once again, we've cast Big Scott just beating up aging action heroes, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Excellent. There's loads of there'll be loads of like ninjas as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Dressed in like ninja st- outfits. Yeah, but like um velveteen. Yeah. Plush. Plush outfits. Nin- yeah. Plush like red, ninjas. Red's plush ninja outfits. Yeah, of course they can. With well, yeah. Maybe like a belt buckle you could stick your willy through. Well, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's a time for magic. Yes. And uh, yeah, he befriends uh you know, he gets to know the other Santa's a bit of an outcast still. But through his love of martial arts, mm-hmm. he saves the day with the help of the other Santas by going into the different zones that have the different Santas in to help them oh, out. Oh, yeah, they go through zones. Yeah. Yes. I like it. There's like a walkthrough, you know, one of those walkthrough immersion, like, you know, like in a, when you do Halloween, mm. you walk through and there's people dressed up and stuff like yeah. that. They do that, but it's a Christmas carol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they walk through one of those zones so at Ebenezer one point. Scrooge comes out. Yeah. And all the ghosts and the Marley and stuff like that. Bloody hell. It'd be quite frightening for the kids. It would, yeah. Well, that's in there. Okay. And he has to fight people in there. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. So some of them are just, you know... (laughs) Ninjas, but dressed as (laughs) Jacob Marley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, why not? One ninja's got a bathrobe on and a wee-willy-winky hat. (laughs) Dressed as Scrooge. Yeah, it can be, yeah. Opens the window and does the... (laughs) Throwing stars at Scott Adkins. Yeah, that's not what you need at Christmas. Exactly. So we've got that. Obviously, he goes to the wrestling academy. Him and Stone Cold Santa, they have to do some wrestling mm-hmm. with some ninjas, and um, maybe they can take out uh, one of the main marmalades at that point. Dot, maybe Danish pastry can... Danish pastry, he's got to be involved, doesn't he? Yeah. It ends up, basically, you'd have Rothrock beating up Carano, I guess, wouldn't you? You've got to. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Lee Marmalady comes in to try and help out, and him and Carl Weathers have a fight. Carl Weathers ends up throwing him off the top floor into the fountain. Mm. Nice. What's Big Daddy Christmas doing? He's uh, he's held hostage by Sadler. Oh, is he? By Dundee Marmalade. Oh, right, okay. Scott, who beats up maybe Seagal with Sadler for old time's sake? <laughs> yeah, Dundee. Yeah, okay. Maybe who's, can... who's Scott beating up? All the ninjas. All of them? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. He's in lots of fight scenes. you got um, Pierre Noel as well. Who's he Who's he battling? Who else we got on the bad side there? Statham. Yeah. Is he beating up Jazzy? He's beating up Jazzy Marmalade. Jazzy Marmalade. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he wraps uh, Christmas tree lights around his neck, throws him off and hangs him from hangs him. Hangs him, yeah, like a Christmas decoration. Yeah. Like a Christmas noose. What about me elves? Who they get into fight? The, the evil D- elf. Dickie and Pee-Pee. Pee-Pee gets killed. Oh. Who's Daniel Pee-Pee? Radcliffe. <laughs> yeah. Pee-Pee. Pee-Pee Lelf. Pee-Pee Lelf. <laughs> he gets killed, yeah. 
That's a shame. And then uh, Sadler gets killed by, uh, I guess, Adkins. No, Seagal, isn't it, as we said? Seagal, so, okay. And then Dreyfus? Old Man Marmalade. Yeah, not He's, dead. Oh, he'd be he'd be like Grandpa from Texas Chainsaw by now, wouldn't he? If if William Sadler was a child getting molested by him, yeah. So he just smashes um, through the ceiling. <laughs> One is dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to his death. <laughs> He's brought him along from the retirement home. <laughs> Nobody knows how he got there. Yeah, he just smashes through the ceiling. Uh, the big glass ceiling, and uh, he just, just dies mm. on the floor. Sadler's trying to get away after they've had the fight from the helicopter, and they do the old uh, the explosive. They attach it to Sadler and uh, blow up the helicopter. Excellent. That's the end, and they save the day. All the Santas, they all high five, but like a you know like a flaming wreckage of the helicopter lands and kills um, Clinton Howard just at the end there. <laughs> and the pilot is Ron. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who uh, laughs, but then also explodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect ending. Mm-hmm. It is, isn't it, that? Mm. That'd be the uh, post-credits. Yeah. Yeah. You don't is there a... in the end, because that's a good ending. Then we have that post-credits. Is that it? Is, is it we done? Is there any more questions? I, think, I, don't, I don't know. Is there any other questions other than uh, when can we get this started? Time is of the essence. It's nearly Christmas. You're going to have to get on the phone right away. I will do. Goodbye. (laughs) And with that, we bring this episode of the podcast to a close. So what did you think of this week's episode? What did you think of this week's film? Let us know. The email address, badmoviecalledgmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you want to discuss this week's episode with other cult members, you can. You just need to search the Bad Movie Cult discussion group on Facebook. All links will be available in the show notes. And if you enjoyed the podcast and are wondering how to support us, we ask that you please like, follow, subscribe to us on whatever platform it is you listen to us on. And if you can leave us a rating or review, it's a massive help in getting us found by new listeners. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. Join us again next week. We'll be back with another festive movie deep dive. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. As festive as this one. Right here on the Bad Movie Cult Podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Norris is Willie. <laughs>